Hi, I'm Patrick John Fluger, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's. gonna be all sunshine and roses but i can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride hey shy hearts we are back again (laughs) we're back the shows are back i mean it's all back it's all back back. yes um, yeah, it's been a minute. Um, yours truly was traveling again, but uh, that's not happening for the next like five or six months. I'm here for the duration, which is good because guess what, you guys? The strike's over. Hallelujah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I went off to Europe and I woke up one morning and the strike was over, just like that. Thank God. Thank God, indeed. In- I honestly was getting worried that it wasn't going to happen. I was too. Like once the writer strike was over, I was like, okay, yeah, the actors are going to come along great. And then it didn't happen, and it kept not happening. And I was like, I wasn't expecting it off this last last round of talks. I thought they were going to fall through again. Yeah, I did too. But I mean, I'm glad they didn't. But still, I was getting a little, I was actually getting a little nervous. Same. Same. So, but it doesn't matter now because it's all over. Thank God. Actors can talk about their projects again. Shows it's been are so returning. nice just to see everyone posting like, hey, this is what came out this summer. And I couldn't talk about like five months ago, but here we go. Yeah. Like it's been so nice to see like all those behind the scenes photos that I didn't get to see for shows that I love. Yeah, it it really has been nice. Um, I know pretty much every network has announced premiere dates except for NBC. So. But actually. Yeah. CBS has them. ABC has them. Fox has them. We don't. So. Yeah. Although the, I think the law and order is not theirs. So they're supposed to come out this week, but that's yeah. a rumor. Yeah. I think the law and orders got theirs and it's like the end of February. So we're we're probably did they? I, yeah, I think they did because um I'm Googling premiere. I want to say it's like February 21st or something. No, that's not what I when or season. Let's just do season. I don't even know. I can't find anything right off the top, but... Or no, no, not the Law and Orders. I'm sorry. The FBI's got their premiere date. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're CBS. Yeah, they're yeah, CBS. yeah. The, the FBI's I was going to say, I, didn't think, I can't imagine NBC released Law and Order and didn't release one yeah. Chicago. But yeah, everything seems to be like kind of that mid-February time. Except I thought it was interesting that Grey's isn't coming back until like mid-March, like towards the, the end of March. The miracle like, that shows coming Grey's back at all. Station 19 are coming back closer to then. Yeah. That is interesting. But there's a lot we still don't know. We don't know our episode count. It'll probably be 13, but we don't yeah. know. But yeah, we don't have a yeah. premiere date. All we know is that they they are scheduled to go back to filming on the 27th. 20, yes. There are firehouse permit dates for the 29th. So oh yeah, my guess is that Monday. Nature is healing. 
I know Logan was posting or sent us the permit dates, and I was like, this just feels so good. Feels right. It feels normal. Missed it. Not gonna lie. I re- I yeah. Like a little break was nice. Like I would think we were both definitely burnt out after last season. But now I'm like, okay, 2024, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, as we got closer to what would have been the premiere date, I was like, okay, now now it's too long. Now this break is too long. Like, let's, yeah. Yeah. So do uh, do you want to take us through some of the high points from this Variety article? Yeah. So, I mean, basically, I just, I mean, there's obviously a bunch of articles. And I know they've even had, there was a lot of conversation about whether they were actually going to ratify it. Because, like, AI is still, like, the kind of the major point sticking point for a lot of actors but basically i mean you know they this is the first deal that will the first ever protections for actors against ai a historic pay increase the deal will see the most minimums increase by seven percent two percent above the increases received by wga and dga it also includes a streaming participation bonus um, as well as increases in pension and health contributions, the union said the contract is worth more than $1 billion in total. Yes. Thank God. I know. It felt like it was never going to end. It really did. I really was like, our friends are never going to get to go to work. No, but actually, though, we're we're going to be covering the shows, like the, the early seasons of the shows for like the next year. Yeah. Yeah. Although, did you hear Lone Star's premiere got pushed to fall next year? Yes. Yeah, we talked about it. I I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, that's that's tough. I've heard, though, that it had to do with, like, it was a, more of a studio thing. The studio is so focused on, now that 911 flagship is on ABC, like, trying to get that off the ground, that they're like, it's not Lone Star. That's going to be such a mindfuck when that happens. Yeah. Which I mean, I need to catch up on. I think I have like one more episode of 911 left, and I'm like so behind on Lone Star. So obviously, now I don't have to worry about Lone Star right now. But oh, I am seasons plural behind on both. Plural. 911's fine. I am, I mean, I'm going to watch 911 when it comes back. I'll just because I'm just going to watch all my shows when they come back. Right. Like TV. But like, I am just curious to see like with a network move what does that do to the show or is it because like most of the crew and stuff is staying intact that like it's not really going to change that much because it's not been that great Mm -hmm. but like i'm just curious what it does with the network shift that's an interesting question too i remember i started brooklyn 99 after it had shifted to nbc and Mm -hmm. to me I, i couldn't even fathom the fact that the fox the show was on fox at one point to me it seemed like it was always an nbc show so i i'm i think the the feel of it probably did change i'm curious because i don't think i've ever watched the show well i mean maybe like some older shows that were like you know i've watched in reruns but like yeah i can't think of anything that i was like currently watching at the time that like switched networks yeah it's weird right so i'm just i'll be curious see what it does if it does anything it may not do anything and it may feel exactly the same as it was and then i'll be like "Eh, i don't really care but i'm curious if Fox couldn't handle it because of its budget. Is ABC that much bigger that they will? I I mean I assume so. I feel like we've learned more I feel about like the ABC television didn't industry. Pick it. I don't feel like ABC didn't pick it up and not be like, "Oh, we didn't realize it was too big of a production." Like, you know. Mm-hmm. I I feel like they picked it up knowing what they were getting themselves into. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. I just I feel like we've learned more about the television industry this year than we ever wanted to yeah. know. Well, and yeah, and just speaking even about the television industry, like it kind of sucks in ABC specifically, obviously, that like there were some shows that kind of got unfortunately hurt by the strike. You know, like I think Rookie Feds is one of them that kind of like they were dangling out there for so long. And then I think the strikes just took so long that they were like, nope, we're not doing this anymore. And like, bye bye. Yeah. I mean, it was already on the bubble back in May, but like, I don't think the strikes helped it. No. Either. No. For sure. So. But yes, yeah. the strikes are over. So happy. The shows get to come back now. Yeah, I know. Every everything's coming back. And I'm just like my heart. And like the fact like you said, the fact that actors can talk about their stuff and it's just Yeah. It's great. It's not like the it's not like these TV shows and movies are like taboo anymore. Yeah, I know. It was so weird. We were talking about it how like Sochi mentioned on Days of the Stars mentioned that like that she was in a Marvel movie and it was like oh like she can actually say it now yeah she can do that now and we don't have to hide the fact that like we don't know what she was talking about when she was like yeah I had a great time in 2021 it's like yeah we know why (laughs) Uh, yay yay but if we shift, uh, shifting gears here, which is the bummer, I mean, is it even an episode of Medias and Molly's if we don't have another character exit to announce? We actually have a lot of, like, one Chicago-specific news tonight. We really I do. Mean, we've been gone for, like, three weeks, but still. Yeah, yeah. But, like, just one of these weeks, I would love to not have an exit to talk about. I mean, I think we all saw this one coming, though. I think we've seen this one coming for, like, a year. We, yeah we we absolutely did see it coming it doesn't make it any easier because no. it still hurts but yes it isn't like oh shit i did not see that coming no this was not just confirmation that kind of reaction. yeah the window you guys we need the window just designated <laughs> window of time take it away brenna <laughs> yeah so basically i mean what we're talking about if you're not aware is that Chicago Fire's Carrie Kilmer is going to season 12 is going to be her last. Um, she will be in the first part of the season, but we don't know how many episodes she'll be in. Basically, that's where we're at. And there was some inklings before this. Some of the stand-in castings had come out like a couple days before this got dropped. And there was one that was like pretty much a description of Kara. And it was like, oh, we'll only work half the season. Mm-hmm. So I think we all kind of, we'd all been like, okay, well, who else is that going to be? And it was specifically for fire. So like, who else is that going to be other than Kara? Right. So I think we all kind of knew, but. Yeah. I mean, all signs pointed to it. It just coming on the heels of Tracy, it just, you know, kind of sucked a little bit more. Yeah, it was like, oh, we have the Tracy news. And then we have the other fire news that we'll talk about in two seconds. And then this one, it was like, oh, my God, people are leaving, coming back. This was like, what is happening? We thought we were winning. And then reality was like, no, no, no. No. It's like, you're getting one back, but you're losing two. So jokes on you. When Chicago was like, I'm sorry, were you having a good day? It would be a total shame if we dropped this news right now. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, though, I mean... Granted, given how where Brett's storyline left off last year, last season, I think it just, I I mean, granted, you don't know anything until you actually watch the episodes, but I feel like they're going to give her a good exit. Yeah. Like, I I can't imagine they're not giving her the happy ending and the Brett's the end game. Like, I just have a hard time imagining 
that like they're gonna go a complete 180 from that at this same point. same I'm which like again one. if you're gonna give me characters leave i mean granted it's sad to see the characters leave but if they're gonna go off and be happy and i i can live with that yeah it makes it easier they're to alive swallow. they're happy i'm okay yeah it makes it a lot easier to swallow and the reaction online has been pretty positive even the most diehard of brett fans are you know it's bittersweet but they're they're happy that you know she's gonna get the exit she deserves yeah for sure it, yeah, I I don't think I've any seen anything like super terrible other than the commentary that people are just like, well, the show should just end at this point. And I'm like, they're not ending. Like, no, I've seen some stuff. I, some I haven't. Stuff. I mean, granted, I've not been on Twitter that much in the last little bit. So like, I haven't personally. I'm sure it's out there. I'm, I have no doubt that it's out there. But I've mostly only seen the negative stuff that I've seen has been people like, okay, well, it's just time to end the shows. And that's not happening have you watched a dick wolf show before they never end yeah and like there's lots of long time running shows that fully adapt and make it through their crazy changes of cast and it works just fine yep works just fine but you do what you gotta do if you you know if it's time to move on that's okay yeah no for sure if you're not running to watch anymore that's totally fine i just people are like no the shows have to end now and i'm like they're not ending they're not they're not ending they're not yeah so you guys did have some feelings we got some emails on this um ricard sent us an email and said the writing was on the wall but it still sucks that Kara's leaving brent and casey are my favorite fire characters and soon they'll both be gone as someone who came into fire during season three brett's always been the face of 61 for me among a ton of paramedic changes during the history of the show Brett's been the one constant and it's going to feel so weird not having her around the firehouse anymore. To end on a positive note, I will say that almost everything is pointing towards Brett getting a happy ending with Casey, which is all I could have asked for as a Brettsy shipper. It's true. Yeah, That's true. I saw an article and I don't remember what site it was from, but this is just like the hallmark of being a one Chicago fan is it was one of those articles that was like X amount of different ways that Sylvie Brett could exit. And every time you see one of those articles, it always ends with the last option being death. Like that is just yeah. that is just the risk we run as Chicago fans. Yeah. It cracked me up a yeah. little bit. Um Lexi said the news of Kara leaving hurt worse than the news of Tracy leaving, although that did hurt a lot. She's my number one favorite as is Sylvie, and she's my top favorite female character in the entire One Chicago franchise. If I'm being honest, though, I'm not surprised by the news as it was hinted not only during the season finale, but also in the casting call posted on Facebook. Um, my biggest fear out of all the OC cast members leaving news was that Kara would be next. That fear came true today, and as expected, I was and still am completely devastated. Um, she was my favorite ever since I started watching live during season eight. When I went to rewatch all the previous seasons, I started at season three because of Sylvie and Sylvie alone. Out of all the possibilities of how Andrea and the writers could write Sylvie out, the only acceptable answer is Bretzy Endgame. My theory is that she either stays for the full 13 episode season, which seems like a lower possibility, or she leaves after episode seven, which would possibly be the mid-season finale, aka Kara's 200th episode. The latter seems like a higher possibility because Jesse also originally left after 200 and it would just be perfect for a Bretzy endgame. Hmm, I didn't nice realize Kara was that close to 200. Me neither. I guess it makes sense, but like I didn't realize she was like that close to 200. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty, I don't think she's staying for the whole season. Um, but, um, okay, two questions. 
one, do you think that if they are choosing to go the Bretzy endgame route, that like they would have them get married and like do a whole wedding thing again? Or do you think they're more likely to just have them like move to Portland or wherever and that's the end of it? That's a really good question that I actually haven't really thought much about. I am not banking on a Bretzy wedding. I think if we get it, I'll be great, but I'm not going to be sad if I don't get it. That's fair. Like, obviously, if we get it, like, anytime we get a wedding and win Chicago, like, it's great. Um, But, like, I'm not going to be sad about it. And I could also even see them doing, like, more of an upset thing where it's, like, just them and, like, the Jardins or whatever. And, like, it's just a them. Like, you get to see a wedding, but it's not, like, a huge affair type thing. Well, I don't know. I, I think it would be an affair, especially since Casey and Dawson's wedding was in a courtroom. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Maybe they wouldn't go that route. Yeah, I'm not banking on it, but if we get it, cool. But then the other question is, why is she sticking around half the season then if it's not going to culminate in a wedding? Right, and then I guess my my first gut was like, okay, well, she's got to figure out, like, she has to hand over paramedicine to someone. Like, she's got to, like, maybe they're going to use it to, like, wrap up the few things she has in Chicago. I don't know. I, I don't really know. Like, with a shortened season, I think I have so many questions about what this season is just going to look like because it is 10 to 13 episodes. Normally, we get 22. Um, I just I have a lot of questions on what that looks like um, storyline-wise. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And then my second question for you is, given that Kara is now leaving, do you think that means they're more likely to stay? keep mouch alive also a good question i haven't thought about my brain is just like, been, like i empty. mean i mean like obviously kara is leaving do you really think unless christian wanted to leave which i don't think he does but i don't know but like unless it was christian's choice to want to leave do you think they would also now kill off mouch and kill bring two people kill you know take two people away in a shortened season that one i'm more inclined to say no uh i'm more inclined to say that mouch is gonna live now yes I, I my too, clown mask is sure. within reach yeah, I don't know where mine is right now. But yeah, no, I, I definitely think I'm more inclined to say that, like, unless it was Christian's choice and Christian wants to leave, then that he's staying, that he's going to be alive. I think so, too. Which would mean two times that Mouch has escaped near death. Yep. So we've got to keep him held alive because I don't think if they do it, we're to do it for a third time. I don't maybe, think that would. Maybe he's a cat and maybe he has nine lives. <laughs> nine lives? Yeah, okay. maybe I'll take it. I'll take uh-huh. it too. Hashtag keep Mouch alive. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I think this the big question is going to be like, how do they write care? I mean, we know I think it's going to be Casey at this point, but like, what does her sticking around for potentially half a season look like if she's leaving? Yeah, yeah. So. And again, we knew this was coming. It just sucks to be right. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have had suspicions for a long time like even longer than last season's finale that like Kara was gonna leave mm-hmm. there's been rumors about Kara leaving for a year plus right like almost basically since jesse left yeah actually and she was true. gone on her maternity leave mm-hmm. that um yeah so i'm not surprised i'm really sad about it um but if we're gonna like i said if we're getting characters leaving happily and alive I'm okay with, I can live with that. 
Yeah. Yeah. But also no more exits for the foreseeable future. Everybody stays. Jesus hooked. Christ. Yeah. Everyone cannot leave. We're taking this is how it's going. You are locked into your job now. No leaving until the spring. Yeah. No. No, no, no. 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 We have trust issues, okay? Yeah. Can't. Oh, it's brutal. But again, that is the risky run on a long-running show. I keep reminding myself that. It doesn't make it any better. It sucks every time. But what are you going to do? Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, I feel like we are going to eventually lose more people. I just can't have it in the next, like, six to eight months. Yeah, no, totally. At the end of the season, I think it's uh, most definitely we will lose more people. But, like, we've already had our round for this coming season. So stop it. Next year. That's next year's problem. That's Yeah, that's a future one Chicago, future Gina and Brian problem. 13, 12, and... 10's problem like what season will might be on by then that's that season's problem yeah that's a 2024 problem yeah yeah like a later 2024 problem mm-hmm. 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 yeah please everybody stay put we've got separation anxiety please <laughs> yeah brutal now we got we got good news and we got bad news in the past three weeks it was like for every piece of bad news there was like maybe one or two pieces of good news and then you'd be like super high about it and then have another piece of bad news it was just kind of a a roller coaster it was like the tracy news happens and it was sandwiched in with good news and then kara happens so it was like bad news sandwich with sandwich the good news yeah that's how it went yeah so this next piece of news is one that had all of us just going oh thank god um because we needed a win you guys taylor kinney is coming back thank you one chicago let the angels sing yes (laughs) thank you television gods thank you taylor thank you everybody who was part of that decision yeah that's one person i was not ready to say bye to no i i yeah i was not ready for that if that were that but we don't have to talk about it we're not going there no because he's coming back He's coming back. Yeah. Thank you, God. Uh, yeah. The When the article dropped, they were saying, you know, they were like, it's unclear how many episodes he'll be in. But also it was just because like the writer's room had like just gone back. They've only written X amount of episodes. Well, and it also like he's re- it says his return according to sources, his return. This is from Variety. Of course, Emily doing all the Lord's work with all mm-hmm. these one Chicago things. Um, his return will be towards the beginning of the season. So he may not come back till episode three. That's I mean, fine. just because, he, I mean, like, so yeah, if he's not in all the episodes, if he doesn't come back to like episode four, then yeah, he, you know, we don't know. Just come but back. That's fine. Yeah. I just, just need to back. see your face. <laughs> yes. Yes. I need to see the Severide eyes and I need you not to say anything about leaving. Yeah. And I need Stella Eye to work their shit out. Mm-hmm. And Stella obviously was going to go get Severide. That was where we left off. Yep. Um. And so, yeah, I need them to have worked their shit out or mm-hmm. be in the process of working their shit out and back be back to happily married Stellaride. That. All of that. And then I'll be good. Same. Same. But, yeah, when I saw this, I was like, oh, th-. like you said, it's like, oh, my God. It's like, now I can breathe. Yeah. But actually, though. But actually, though. Oof, take us through the next bit, please. All right, so we have a little tiny bit. It's like, oh, yeah, we've barely written any episodes, but let's give you some casting news, kind of. Um, 
So this is from TV Line. Chicago Med adding major new character in Wake of Cass Exodus. I hate that not phrasing. Not that headline, but yeah. yeah. Um, it says casting is underway for an early thirty-something male emergency department doctor who has a past connection to Doctor Charles. Um, the new character who is set to recur with the potential for a series regular upgrade comes from a troubled background, which led him to cross paths with Doctor Charles when he was growing up. So basically, like a Haley situation with plot yes okay Fagu, i guess i mean i think we got a lot of new faces coming in this season well yeah it was funny like the med casting email only had like six faces in the cast photos and it's like when did the med cast get so small it's like like six regulars nobody left yeah well you have maggie you have goodwin charles crockett goodwin, Hannah, archer yeah yeah so six it's like Med used to be, I feel like, one of the bigger casts, and now they're like all gone. This is like the Hunger Games. Like, who's yeah. left? Yeah. Okay, it's, cool. I yeah. like it. But, but there's going to yeah, be a I lot mean, of new faces. Yeah, I mean, I obviously, if they're getting ready to start filming, I assume that we're going to start getting more like actual like casting news. Like, who is this guy? I mean, at this point, they were casting this character. So, like, I'm sure we'll find out who he is. Yeah. Very soon. true. Very, so. very true. I'm just like, give me all the news. Like, just give it to me. They're back. I don't care. Just give it all to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's also a couple of casting calls that have come in. You know, the the filming permits, the casting calls, they're starting to trickle in. Um, yeah. And yeah. the stand-ins, you know, whatever. So obviously, if they're casting the stand-in, that means Benjamin Torres is still around, which I would have hoped given the fact that... um. Upton's leaving, but we didn't know. So I guess the fact that they're casting for his stand-in is a good sign. <laughs> Again, lots of rumors that he was also potentially gone this summer. Based um, on like absolutely are- nothing substantive. It was just theories. Yeah. But obviously, I guess if they're casting his stand-in, then he's still here. He's still here. So, which is good because I like Torres and we're gonna just need all the familiar faces <laughs> at all of this year. I need this season to do a really good job of making me care more about Torres. Like, I need season 10 to, like, get me attached to Torres. I need this to be, you know, it's like last season, I feel like as much as, and I love them, like, we had a really great Berzik season, and that was great. But I need this to be, like, the Torres um, at water season. Yes. I mean, I, I need every season to be an Atwater season. I mean, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like last year, it was like a lot of Berzik. And obviously I want more Berzik. I'm never going to not want more Berzik. But it was like, there was like a ton of Berzik. And I'm like, we're obviously going to have a little a bit of Upton because obviously she's leaving. But I'm like, I need more Torres and I need more Atwater. Yeah. I mean, there's only four people left in intelligence. So like, what else are you going to talk about? True. And if you want to give us more plat, I won't complain there either. I won't complain about that. I won't complain about that either. No. Yeah. So, but things are things are things are happening. This is just the beginning. Yeah, the beginning of everything. The next mm-hmm. couple months. It's yep. Like we can do this. There is now like an end date in sight of like when these shows are coming back. Well, almost. Almost. You said we might get premiere dates this week. 
That was what someone on, I think, in the patron group said. There was a rumor that NBC was releasing him this week. Okay. But again, a rumor. So, I mean, I can't imagine, like, if all your other competition has decided their dates that, like, they're just finalizing things and, like, that they're not coming back. And like I said, I feel like we all know that for a majority of them, they're, like, I don't know, the 14th to the 20th, like, somewhere in that kind of mid-February window, like... I feel like that's where one Chicago is going to land. But I think if the FBI's have the 21st, then we're either the same week or we're the week before. Yeah, because I want to say Fire Country, if I remember correctly, is the 14th. I don't remember specifically off the top of my head. Yeah, so we're either, like we're either a little the, bit before. Yeah, we're either going to be the 15th or the 22nd, is my guess, because FBI is on Tuesday, right? Yeah, assuming the schedule hasn't changed. Yeah, true. Oh, I got to catch up on international. Oh, yeah. I'm like a season behind on that. Who's in it? Who's, oh, is Rick I show running that now? That's a really good question. Who's show running that? I, these, we've got to get back in this like one Chicago mindset. I mean, with a strike, we were kind of focusing on other things. Well, and it was so funny. I was talking to someone, one of our patrons, I can't remember who, and I was like, oh, yeah, you should just think I had all this endless time while the strikes were gone to like finish all this TV. And now I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I don't have all this endless time. Like, there is now an end date and, like, international. Like, I've, like, said 911. I'm behind. Like, I'm just like, oh, shit. Like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Are you Googling? Yeah. Oh, no, it was Matt Olmstead. Matt Olmstead regide, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what are you thinking of that? What is he show running now? That's also a question for Google. Hold on. Let me read Friday. What's Emily have to say? Um, Matt Olmstead. Oh, Law and Order. Not as viewer, the other way. Law and Order is what Rick Eyed showruns now. Oh, I knew yeah. he I knew he showruns something in the Take Wolf universe. I just couldn't remember what it was. Yeah. That's funny. Jesus. So that's the news. Uh, yeah, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. But it's happening. Pretty soon there's going to be like promo shoots that they're going to go in for. And we're going to be drilling over those pictures. And we're going to get episode descriptions. And we're going to see like cat. Like, it, think about it. Like, next week we might be seeing like cast photos on set. Like, I'm going to die. This is where we're going to drop the Celine Dion clip of it's all coming back to me now. It's so hard to believe, but it's all coming back to me. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, yeah, that, when that news broke, um, obviously I was overseas, but literally I was t- like, I'm like walking around Europe and texting Brian. I'm like, oh, I just had an idea. We could use this song and this song. What about getting party, party favors? What do you think of that? Like, Oh so yeah, exciting. I forgot we were supposed to do that, but it's fine. Yeah. But then we got the Tracy and Kara news and that just kind of was like, never mind. But yeah. Once we got Kara, I was like, okay, we're not yeah, as excited. Exactly. I mean, we are excited, but it's like, yeah. Yeah, we are excited. I we will admit use though, those when they come back, when the shows actually come back to oh, us, yeah. we'll we'll use the party favor. Party. Favor. Uh, yes, yes, one hundred percent. I do have to admit though, I'm a little bit more excited for this next segment than I am for the news. I kind of love our TV roundups. Yeah, the TV roundups have been great. I we need to chat. 
So are we starting or ending with the Dancing with the Stars update? Um, I don't know. What do you want to do? Whatever you want to do. Let's talk the other TV first and then we'll end with Dancing with the Stars. Let's switch it up this week. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, so you you first. Tell me what you're watching. All right. So I finished Outer Bank season three, finally. Okay. And the last few episodes were freaking wild. And they were great. I really enjoyed it. I need you to catch up eventually. Okay. Um, really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was very good. I have lots of thoughts, but I can't obviously spoil it for you. (laughs) So, um, but I'm excited whenever that comes back. Although I feel like that's like 2025 at this point, but. I don't know. I'm glad you liked it though. Cause one and two are bananas. I got to Every time I I have it downloaded and every time I take a flight somewhere, I'm like, I'm going to do it. And then I'm like, no, I want to watch this show instead. Yeah. You were like, oh, I watched these three shows instead. And I was like, okay. You're like, literally none of those are what you said you were going to watch. Yeah, yeah, but it's fine. I mean, but yeah, it took me a little while to finish it. I'd like been in a phase where I wasn't like nothing was keeping my attention. So like I stopped watching television for a little bit, but um, I finally finished it and it was very good. Okay. Um, I'll be curious to see what happens when season four, because season four is going to be like an entire different like story. Ooh, like, I am intrigued. Mystery, whatever you want to call it, but um. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be good. I will catch um, up and then we can discuss. Yes. Then we can discuss. Um, upload. I'm like kind. I've, I've only seen two episodes. I know you finished it. Yeah. It's a little slow so far. But yeah, it starts very slow, but then it gets good at the end. Like probably towards three or four is when it starts to pick up. Okay. I mean, I'm going to keep watching it because I do love upload, but like I'm only two episodes in. Yeah, it's it's. It's, it, de- it definitely started slow, but it got good as the seasons went on, like the season went on. And then the other thing I haven't told you yet that I started, and I don't know how I feel about it, is I watched an episode and a half of Sullivan's Crossing. <gasps> I'm so proud of you! I don't know how I feel about it, though. You can't take it like, you can't expect like a prize winning, award winning drama out of this, right? This is a light. No, 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 no. I mean, literally the first scene in the pilot is like this terrible medical scene. And I was like, this is so bad. I was like, oh my God. No, I'm not talking about that. I just like, I honestly have no idea where it's going. Like, I'm just like, okay, yeah, they brought, I mean, like, obviously she's like threatened being threatened to like lose her license and all that stuff and so she goes back to her hometown and reconnects with her dad and like i got that part but i'm like okay usually you know by the pilot you're like okay this is where the season's going i got it and i'm like huh i'm like okay i guess i don't know i mean i'll keep watching it but i just was not as impressed as i think i thought i'd be no, I was in no way, shape, or form impressed. I was just like, you've got to see You know what I mean? Drama. I guess maybe impressed is not the right word. More, I thought I'd be like, okay, yeah, this isn't that great, but like, I'm in. And I'm like, not still in yet. That's exactly, yeah. You can't expect like great quality impact TV. This is a very, very light show. And it's, again, I, I think it's mostly the fact that it's, it's a CW drama with Lucas Scott and Luke, I can't remember his last name on Gilmore Girls, but James. bingo, Scott that. Patterson and Chad Michael Murray, yeah. I mean, how do you say no to that, right? And it's, it, it's yeah, I'm it, it's just very light. But also, episode three gets a little bananas, so stick with it. Okay, yeah. I will. Like I said, I only got like an episode half, and like I said, I've been having a hard time, like, my attention catching things, but I 
Jade started one day. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to start it. And I watched like an episode and a half. And I was like, this is okay. But we're going to go to something else. You just got to go in expecting it to be like an easy watch. This isn't something you have to wrap your brain around. You just got to watch it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just, like I said, I was like expecting to be more, okay, I'm in. And I just am not in yet. Yeah. Honestly, I think I'm I also expected to be like way more between I don't know any of the characters' names between Chad Michael Murray's character and the main girl, and there's like not that much there yet. And I was expecting, I think, more of that. They get a little cute. They get a little cute as time goes by. I'm not gonna lie, a lot of it is just that I really like staring at Chad Michael Murray. I mean, the man has aged very gracefully. I'm not. He really has, though. Yeah. So I don't blame you. No. No. Uh, stick with it. Stick with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's Yeah, I hadn't told you I started that yet, so. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. I don't know where it's going either, but I'm like, okay, all right. To the next episode. But so far, so good. So. I think it's only 10 episodes, too. I don't think it's that long. Because it was obviously, it already aired in Canada, like, last year. Yeah. So I think it's only 10. So. Yeah, and I think I think we're up to like five or six now. I'm I'm about like two episodes behind. I gotta. I think they're uh, on like seven. That it's like that's my show when I wake up at seven thirty in the morning and can't sleep, and you're like, "Why are you up this early?" That's usually my show for that. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. So. I will finish it at some point. Yeah. Uh, have you you haven't started Loki or anything yet? No, Loki. I know I'm gonna have to like focus and i have not been in a focusy spot but i probably will do i think i'm either going to do gen v or loki next and i haven't decided i started gen v i got and by started i mean like i'm maybe 10 minutes in. i got interrupted um but i'm gonna stick with it enough to catch a chicago fire reference and then there is a chicago fire reference in the pilot of gen v i about like lost my mind because when that line happened i was like hey but so far so good i've heard it's really i mean i've not heard like bad things about it so i'm excited to watch it Uh, i've heard that it basically like there are there are cameos from the boys and then it basically is going to hand off to the next season of the boys like the way it ends kind of sets us up for season four almost like you kind of have to watch gen v not i guess you don't have to watch gen v but like you're gonna appreciate the next season of the boys better if you watch gen v yeah that yeah so I'm excited for that. But I like that. I, I mean, I'm kind of glad that it's not like completely isolated into its whole own thing. Right. I kind of, I mean, obviously, hello, we do this podcast about shows that interconnect. I like when things like are overlap, even if it's just for like two seconds. Like I, I appreciate that. So for sure. Yeah, for sure. So um, while I was gone, I downed two shows. Um, one oldie and one new one. So um, following the very tragic death of Matthew Perry, which I'm still not over, sad, um, I watched Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, which is an Aaron Sorkin show. So like right up my alley, right? Not only is it a Sorkin show, but Bradley Whitford is also one of the leads and we all know how much I adore him. Uh, there's also a one Chicago, current one Chicago actor in that show. Stephen Weber is yes. one of the leads in that show as well. Um, our friend Logan has been begging me to watch it for like years and I'm kind of sad that it took Matthew Perry dying for me to do that but it's fantastic uh, 
Yeah, it's fantastic. I can tell why it only got one season. Uh, yeah. So it's great, but it's not that great. Well, okay, but the, the real reason it got canceled, Logan gave me the intelligence here. Um, the, the real reason it got canceled is because 30 Rock premiered at about the same time. I still don't know what network. It's that newer? It's 06, 07, 07. Oh, shit. I thought it was like older. No, no. Studio 60 07. Oh, shit. I did not realize that. So, and I, I never really looked up, I never looked up what network it aired on originally. I think, was it NBC, Studio 60? Yes. I, I'm doing it as you speak. So, yes. Okay. So, so 30 Rock premiered at about the same time and the powers that be at New York, uh, the powers that be at NBC basically said they're too similar. We can only have one. And they went with 30 Rock instead of Studio 60. Yeah, there's literally, I'm on the Wikipedia page and there's literally a whole section, similarities to 30 Rock. Yeah. So, um, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Matthew Perry, like. So it's more comedy? No, it's it's a, it's like the West Wing, but in a, it's like the West Wing in SNL. They're producing a show like SNL. So it's not as comedic as 30 Rock is. It's not. No, no. It's more. Studio 60 is a drama. It's more the drama counterpart to 30 Rock. I guess so. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I can't imagine Aaron Sorkin wrote a comedy. But then when you were like, oh, well, there's similarities to 30 Rock. I was like, okay, but that's a comedy. Yeah, no, it's not a comedy. It's not. I mean, I've never really. I was never. I mean, I've watched like Wonder Chips since the 30 Rock. But like you said, I'm not like a huge comedy person. So like I, you know. Yeah, but Bradley Whitford and Matthew Perry are amazing as the leads. Um, Amanda Peet is in it as well. She's great. Sarah Paulson is in it. Um, and I mean, Sarah I'm Paulson's literally looking at this cast actor. list and I'm like, damn. Yeah, D.L. Hughley. Um, Timothy Busfield. Yes, yes, Timothy Busfield. Uh, since, it, since it's all about producing this variety show, they have celebrities come in as their hosts. There is an episode where Allison Janney hosts uh so that's pretty fun that's great. It, i enjoyed it i enjoyed it i do see where it went a little bit wrong uh but yeah with that said it's a sorkin show it's great i will definitely i'm gonna be hacking into your amazon then i like i said i thought it was like older so i was like i mean i'll watch it but like i but i didn't realize it was like this newer no yeah it's 2007 it which like still 90s. i mean it's not a long time ago but it is a long time ago because i mean at this point it's almost 20 years old it's 15 years old oh why why did you have to say that oh god but 07? i mean it is oof that's hard to swallow but it's more than 15 years old it is i know it's 16 years it's, it's crazy to think that but you know yeah. and then uh, you can tell also because some of the references are you know a little dated yeah yeah they talk about yeah. the war in iraq quite a bit because it was only like two or three years before that so yeah yeah, I enjoyed it though. It's really good. Um, maybe we could do it for a Patreon bonus episode since Weber's in it. Yes. Yeah. Weber's character's kind of a dick. Really? Yeah, he he's he's kind of a dick. He's he makes a lot of sexist remarks, but also that was kind of okay. I mean, two thousand six. Yeah. So I mean, not that it should get a pass, but also understandable because it was two thousand six. That is something I would like. I would love to just like sit over like a glass of wine with Stephen Weber and just be like, tell me everything about working on a Sorkin show. Just tell me everything about your life. I want to hear actually, all the though, stories. Yeah, I want to just... hear all the stories about everything you've ever been on, like. Yeah. Forget one Chicago. Like, yeah. let's forget one Chicago. Yeah. Well, just we're just gonna sit back and be like, today's story time. <laughs> just just talk. <laughs> like, yeah. 
I would love that. But yeah, I mean, that's huge work on a Sorkin show. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. I kind of want to start Newsnight now because that was his other show, but that's a little older. Uh, Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. I got them mixed up. Peter Krause is in it, but I mean, it's old. It's like 90. I think old. that's the one I'm thinking of. I want to say it's like 98, maybe. But no, West Wing was on at that point. Newsnight, Aaron Sorkin. Are you sure it's called Newsnight? News. Sports Night. Sports Night? Yeah, Sports Night. Yeah, Sports Night. I have it on, I bought it on like the complete series on DVD for like five bucks at recently. So I have it. I but you never watched, watched it? it I have not watched it yet. That was going to be a while they're on strike, I'll watch it. And I just haven't watched it yet. <laughs> yeah, the pilot was uh, 1998, but wasn't West Wing going at that time? West Wing was. Yes. Question mark? 99 to 2006 so they overlapped for a little bit huh. probably one year okay. interesting i didn't realize they overlapped for a year i mean i feel like i have to watch it now that i've done pretty much every other sorkin show yeah probably i mean i want to watch it just because i'm interested but like yeah it's a sitcom though you might not like it yeah we'll see we'll see yeah the other television show that I finished um, was Upload. I got through the whole third season of Upload, and we kind of touched on it. I it starts slow, but it gets good. Um, good, yeah. It, it's and it's 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 an interesting cliffhanger. Oh God, it ends on a cliffhanger. Uh huh. And oh, she's okay. Yep. Oh boy. And it's pretty. Tw- it, it it gets pretty twisty. Uh. The yeah, it, it gets kind of twisty. It, it's there's certain details. This is the this is the hard thing about streaming shows is that they come back and you watch it and they refer to details from the previous season that you're just like, oh, I forgot all about. Especially that. if it's not one that you're like super super obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Like there are shows that obviously like in between the new seasons I've watched like ten million times. So like when they come back, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. But like upload, I probably haven't touched since season two finished. Yeah, I, I can't remember it. when season two came out last year, I guess. Yeah, but it was only like six episodes. It was like blink and it was done. Yeah. Well, this one's eight. I mean, it's yeah. still not that long. Which is why um, I was able to down it on an entire flight. Yeah, and they're only half hour. Yeah. So that's like four hours. Yeah. So that was easy. But yeah, I enjoyed it. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts the rest of the way. Um, yeah, like I said, I was just a little slow in this beginning. Yeah. It's a little slow. Yeah. But it gets better. And all the, I mean, just the, the, all the stuff from like the, like who sponsors what in like that day and age. And then like, there's a reference at one point where like, I think Nathan's just like, well, where did you learn that? And somebody just says like, oh, the university of TikTok has like TikTok sponsoring colleges at that point. Just, oh God. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. The little throwaway references are pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, I really like it. I just, like said, I'm not, I haven't caught up yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. Because they did, they also did the like you know weekly release thing, and I was like, at that point, I'm just gonna wait. Yeah. And then it's now done, and I'm okay. <laughs> it's time. Yeah. So that's the TV roundup. I will. I'm gonna shoot to finish Gen V, and then I gotta start Loki at some point. I know. I'm like, 
I've heard Loki's a little sad. See, the, the, all the Marvel stuff is just so sad lately. I've heard it's really good. I've not heard anyone say that it's bad. Okay. I just heard it's a little sad. Okay. Okay. And I am still dying to see. I might try to go see it this weekend. I am dying to see um, the Marvels. I am really curious. I really want to see the Marvels. I've heard it was good. Yeah, I've heard him on Bellani as a star, which I mean, I already knew that, but mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Yeah, I've heard it was good. That's good. I saw Trolls today and, and news that is not unpredictable at all. Um, and it was adorable. It was adorable. And I did die at the parts when NSYNC was in them. It was wonderful. But yeah, that's that's our movie roundup. <laughs> oh, I also realized, yeah, I, I also realized speaking of movies for two seconds that like I haven't seen like any movies and stinky season is soon upon us and i'm gonna be like oh fuck Mm -hmm. and i'm like i don't know when that's gonna happen i do want to see the new hunger games movie i've heard that's great but i'm not a hunger games person so i'm curious but yeah it's your movie update all two seconds of it because we are tv people two seconds yeah should we talk dancing with stars real quick we absolutely should talk dancing with the stars so this was not music video night this week. What was this past week? Whitney night. Whitney night. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think back to Monday or Tuesday because, you know, it was a long time ago. But the one thought I have right off the top of my head is that they they did Allison dirty this week. Allison should have had nines. Did she get one nine? She got one nine, but they everybody else gave her eights, which is wrong. It was a weird, I mean, it was a good night. I really enjoyed Whitney Houston night. And obviously we got to see Sochi and Val get a perfect 40, which was great. Mm-hmm. I just thought, well, first of all, I did not really care. I like Billy Porter a lot. I did not care for him as a guest judge. I thought, I, I just, I don't know. I did not care for him as a guest judge. I'm surprised he even did the show. Dancing with the Stars seems like something that is so beneath him. I feel like a lot of people who you don't think about do, you know, whether, I mean, if they're not like doing a ton on the show, then, you know, mm-hmm. they perform and whatever. And I, yeah, it didn't totally surprise me. I just thought he was harsh about a lot of the wrong thing. Like the, it still really just irks me as common about Jason and like the mouthing to the words. Cause I was like, literally, if you like kept watching the show, like Val did it, like a lot of other people did it. Obviously, yeah, I okay, guess so, not as much, but I was like, literally, I was like, Va- I just saw Val mouth the words. So I missed the first two dances, but I did see that clip on TikTok and Billy was kind of rude about it. It was like really rude. It was really, really rude. And it, it because it was so early in the night, I was like, I just kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, I don't care for this. Do you get the vibe that Jason's like starting to kind of be over it? So, speaking of that, did I'll just you tee see you up for all that drama? Yeah, did you see the drama? Well, I saw, I saw the, I saw the Instagram drama. Is there more? Yeah, the Instagram drama between about Harry and Jason. Yeah, yeah, just take us through it. So, I don't know how much drama is actually there. If they're really good now, or whatever they say, they're good, but whatever um basically i don't remember if it was that night or the next night i want to say it was the next night jason had posted an instagram story and it was like him and daniella in like dress rehearsal or something making like crazy faces and jason put delirious like hashtag delirious or something and he put vote for harry 
And a lot of people were like, what the fuck? Because that's kind of taken out of context. Like, oh, yeah, haha, you shouldn't actually vote for Harry. And, like, that's really not great. Whether you think that or not, like, you know. So a lot of people were, like, coming for him in his comments on Instagram. Like, really coming for him. And then, was it yesterday? I don't remember. Yesterday or two days ago at this point. Harry posted a video of them on Instagram stories being like, look, we're all good. Yay. Like, there's no, we're fine. You know, and it's like, I mean, yeah. So like, it's there. I don't know. You know, were they just doing that because they know they got to kind of save face at this point or like, are they well, actually fine? Did Jason care? leave it up for the full 24 hours or did he take it down? I don't know. I only saw it. I don't follow Jason on Instagram. So I only saw it on like Twitter or, you know, like as a screenshot. I don't know. I don't think it was one of those things, though, where it was up for just a minute and then he took it down and realized what he did. I think it was up for some sort of time. Uh, I, yeah. yeah, I I saw the screenshot and I was like, I was like working really hard to construe that as drama. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not really, I was really having to try to be like, oh man, that's tea. No, a lot of people took it as drama. A lot of people. And like I said, I, I mean, so much so that like Harry and Jason had to make it. It kind of felt a little forced. I'm not going to lie. The video. Did you see the video of the Instagram story? Well, I, I, it was a picture though, right? I didn't see the one. From no, Harry. I'm talking about the video that like Harry and Jason did. No, I didn't see that. It felt a little like, not forced. Like, I don't think ABC made them do it, but it felt like a little like, you know, just kind of like, it didn't feel totally genuine on Jason's side boys it's a dance show and it's not harry's fault like i i mean granted listen i don't think harry should still be around next after next week like i will kind of and i love harry and riley like i love them but i will be mad if they still are on like if they make it to the semifinals i will be mad i'm not gonna lie but like it's not harry's fault that people keep voting for him no I mean, I don't, he has a big fan base and that's great for him. And what he's doing is connecting with people. He's got, you know, he's very well loved and that's not his fault. No. And plus Jason's going to shoot himself in the foot if he keeps up with this drama, if it's actually drama, because nobody's going to want right. to vote for him if he's got a shit attitude. And he was already kind of slipping a little bit. I even told you the other day before the drama that I thought that because I had always said that there was like a clear four to me, like for the finals, that it right. was Ariana, Sochi, Charity, and Jason. That was mm -hmm. always like a clear four to me. And then even I told you on Tuesday that I thought it's kind of split a little bit and that there's a clear two, Sochi and Ariana, and that Jason and Charity to me have kind of fought, like taken the next step down. Yeah. And so to me, Jason, the last couple of weeks has already taken a step down. So like if he's not, if he's not careful harry may stay next week and jason may go home jason was second to last on the leaderboard last week yeah because he lost those points to barry which i mean you 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 couldn't i mean not. listen barry yeah. i mean barry ended on it was barry's time to go and barry went out on a high note he had like it was it was so bittersweet to lose him that night because he had had such a good night but yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it was his time, but you couldn't not give him the extra three points. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Especially you go shirtless, Farrah. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, he busted his ass and he's like 70 something. So that's big. Is he that old? Oh, yeah. Okay. I knew he was in, I couldn't remember if he was like late 60s, early 70s. No, no, I'm pretty sure he's 70 something. Hold on, we're going to Google. Um, <laughs> hang on. 69. 69? Oh, I thought he was 70 something, but still. Yeah. That's still, 69. you know. Still, I mean, yeah. He kept up with a lot of these young people. I did um, hear that and I didn't I didn't catch this um when the elimination aired, but apparently somebody read lips that Barry basically told Harry, like, you guys are gonna win. But it wouldn't. I don't know. It's I have such mixed feelings about it. Like I have such mixed feelings about it. No, it's 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 gonna be a wild finish. It really yeah, it's gonna be a wild finish. And like it's just giving me such traumatic bobby bones flashbacks i didn't watch that i was even watching a video today oh man that was a wild season i mean it literally is kind of the same like bobby and sharna i mean bobby was i bobby was slightly better than harry like harry's probably worse than bobby but it was the same thing bobby has a really really passionate fan base his like radio listeners are very supportive of like everything he does and it was like okay yeah bobby in the beginning is like okay yeah and then he slowly started taking out all the front winners like demarcus ware and Lindsay, juan pablo and cheryl and then he made it to the finale and it should have been milo at that point and he took out milo and that's when they changed the i mean that was literally when they changed the show they didn't come back for a spring season after that mm-hmm. they were i mean literally like bobby Rhodes wrote dancing with stars and i I'm kind of worried that it's going to end up being very similar to Harry for Harry. It like, I, and I like Harry. I do. I like him and Riley. They're fun to watch. I mean, obviously they have great chemistry. Um, you and I are obsessed with like their TikToks. I mean, like I love him. I really do. But like, not over Sochi and or, or Ariana winning at this point. Yeah, I, I, I much. I would much rather see Sochi or Ariana win it. Yeah. I'm team Sochi, but also Ariana's been doing so well. It's getting so, like... I would not be mad if Ariana won. But, yeah, if you told me, like, pick one, I'd probably pick Sochi and Val. But I would not be mad if Ariana won. Oh, my God. I hope she, like, texts Tom Sandoval a picture of it and is like, suck it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Um, How Special Force is going, bitch. Yeah. Um, But, no. So, I don't know. The Harry stuff worries me. And I was, like, watching a interview that harry and riley did with i think it was page six and like the reporter for page six like had a video from bobby bones to like show harry and riley and i was like this is just giving me so many flashbacks i was like i can't do this <laughs> i was like i can't do this again such a good season it's so juicy it's really good i have more tea for you when we're done with the podcast but it has nothing to do with like the actual like dancing it's like other stuff that is out there about the unless dancer. you want me to tell you now tell me now about the dancers tell me so there was a dance with the stars tidbit on dumont i can never dumont. i saw this i saw this yes okay, about so the i couldn't deduce who was who though oh i knew exactly who it was our friend ashley sent it to me 
And I literally told her as soon as I sent, she sent it to me with one minute. I was like, it's Emma and Alan. And the only reason I know it's Emma and Alan is because, well, first of all, she told me a while ago that there were like rumors, but I didn't believe the rumors necessarily. But I know that because in that T, it says that there was a a female and male pro that have been rumored to be on and off for a while, whatever, who went on a double date Friday night with another pro and her previous partner turned boyfriend. And I saw on Instagram, I think it was Alan who posted this, that Alan was out to dinner with Emma, Britt, Daniel, and like a, I don't know if she technically works for Dance Bizarre's or ABC, but some like exec or whatever. And they were all out to dinner like Friday night. Emma and Alan. So I assume that that's who that's talking about because who else would have been, I mean, pro and her previous partner turned boyfriend. Obviously that's Britt and Daniel. And they were all out together. It was on Instagram. I like it. So I assume that that's who it is. But it's like first the Emma and Maurizio rumors and then this. And it's like, oh my God, what is happening? I love Alan. Okay. Okay. I can. So I assume that's Emma and Alan. But again, I don't know. I mean, I didn't know they were rumored to be like. I haven't heard it before. I think Ashley told me that at tour, something about like tour. I don't remember what it was. Or there was maybe a rumor about Emma and some pro. And then we were like, well, who's single? And we were going through the list. And we were <laughs> like, well, maybe it's got to be Alan. The, Alan's the only single male pro left. Um, So I don't know. But I assume that it's Emma and Alan. Because like I said, Alan was posting on Instagram that he was at dinner with Emma, Britt, and Daniel. I love Britt and Daniel so much. They are just like the hottest couple. <sighs> the best they're so cute together like actually just the best yeah so cute they can go ahead and get married like anytime now Mm -hmm. yep i'd be okay with that anytime now but anyway that's the dance with the stars tea yes the tea is scalding is it new this week yes taylor swift night okay i just didn't know if they were taking the week off for thanksgiving no, normally the day before the week of Thanksgiving is the finale. They usually, I don't think they've ever gone past Thanksgiving. Okay. But obviously because of the strike, they, you know, moved yeah. the sky. And they started a little later this fall. Um, but yeah. So they have Taylor Swift night, semifinals, finals. So we have three more weeks. So good. Yeah. I'm curious to see how Taylor Swift does as like ballroom dances and Latin dances. Like I'm curious. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's going to be completely wacky. I feel like it's going to be great though. I don't care. Yeah, that too. I I mean, I don't really care, but I'm just like, just give it to me. (laughs) Yes, just give it to me. (sighs) So yeah, that's the news. That's TV Roundup. You guys know the drill. If you see anything, send it to us. Um, If you're watching other stuff, tell us about it. We love TV. You guys know that. yeah, yeah, I need to obviously now catch up on all the things before February, basically. So, but actually, though, but actually, I have a lot of things too. I feel like I'm like two episodes, like like one or two episodes left, and I'm like, I will catch up. Um, our patron Manny reminded me that I did make the promise to the patrons that I would do, I would watch Timeless this year. So I still have to do that. <laughs> I do. Yeah, yes, because I, I do still have time, but the time is waning. So. Yeah. You can do it, Gina. Yep. Oh, and we've okay. got our Christmas movies to watch. 
Yeah, I'm so behind on those. Oh my god. We we also yeah, have to coordinate just, with Emily about that. Emily's probably just kind of like, well, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, we need to do that. We'll talk after we finish. Well, but, yeah, we'll yeah. we'll figure that. I'm so but behind yeah. on those. I think I've watched like maybe two. I you're ahead of me because I don't think I've watched any. I still have to watch the Jesse Shram one. What was it? Mystic Christmas. I, re- I went in yesterday and I was like, I'm gonna set all my recordings so that I don't have to. If I don't watch them live, then obviously I can just you know watch them whenever I want to watch them. So yeah. And then I think- I'm bad about watching them like live. I'm like, oh yeah, it's Saturday at eight. It's like, oh, it's eight forty five. Shit, I missed already like half that movie. Yeah. So it's yeah. You're just record them for me. But there was one on last night that um, was Lacey Chabert and Scott Wolf. It was like a party of five reunion. Yes, I want to so- watch that. I do yeah. want to watch that. And then I think Joy Lens has one happening. Yeah, I think it's this weekend. It's coming. With Christopher Palaha, the Mm -hmm. Biltmore one, which I definitely want to watch that one. Yeah. Yeah. So Holiday season sneaked up on us this year. It really did. I was not prepared. No, me neither. I'm like, oh, it's November. Wait, what do you mean Thanksgiving's coming? I'm like, oh, yeah, Christmas movies. Yeah. Yeah, I started watching them in October and Amy was like, what are you doing? And I was like, mind your business. Let me enjoy. Yeah. The only one I've started is I started, I got like five minutes into the uh, Robbie Amell Leighton Easter one on Amazon. Ooh, I forgot about that one. It just came out on Friday. I watched yeah, one Friday. with Ryan Pavey because I adore him. Um, it was the the space one not where are you christmas is the other one i watched but what was the other one i can't remember what it was called those are pretty much the two i've watched yeah no i have like i said i made all my recordings for the dvr so i'm ready to go the only one i couldn't record yet just because it didn't come up is the hanukkah one but yeah with brian greenberg i'm ready that one counts this year wintry hill yeah i mean i was gonna watch it even if it didn't have it but yeah you wait what, where did you say that was on Hallmark. Hallmark. Okay. Yeah, I gotta do that too. I gotta crash course on the, the DVR and just go through and hit record for everything. Yeah. So. Alrighty. Without ado. Further ado. I can't words. Words is hard. Without further ado. Shall we cover these episodes? Let's do it. Alright. Season 1, episode 8 of all three shows. Still working our way through the vault. This was a weird combination of episodes. Very weird. This Met episode was so, like, there was so much happening. And, and we met, some, we meet some, like, you know, important characters in this one, but there's so much happening. This episode was so hard to outline. I literally had to watch it twice. It was, yeah, there's yeah. a, there's a lot and some of it makes no sense. A lot of it makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, I understand what's actually happened, but like, I, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, so we're going to start with Natalie because, I mean, she had the lion's share of the material in this episode. So she's back from maternity leave, which was only like a month, which I don't think is standard. Isn't maternity leave like three months? I think so. What is happening over at Chicago Med? Goodness. I don't know. That's really crappy. But yeah, she's been off for only a month. And, you know, Maggie's really happy to see her and everything. There's a line in here that is very quality, like, one Chicago out of context. Because there's literally a line in here where Maggie just asks Natalie straight up, how do your boobs feel? Sorry, what? (laughs) I feel like that's something you never hear. That's probably the first and only time 
that the word boobs has ever been used on a one Chicago show. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Like they I'm never sure. talk. I mean, like, I know why she's saying that, obviously, but like they never really talk like that. That's one like, thing that none like, of them. we need to go through and like keep track of like as many one Chicago out of context moments as possible and then like string them together in a video. That would be so funny. That would be really funny. <laughs> but natalie is feeling a little guilty you know well I, I mean i i can understand she's only been with the baby for four weeks yeah so you know and obviously she's a single mom so it's not even like oh man the dad you know dad's still at home or whatever like no i mean granted she has her mother-in-law staying there but still yeah but somebody needs to talk to sharon about the benefits package at chicago med because one month is not enough yeah jeez so, so I can't imagine that's Natalie's choice given to come back early, given that how guilty she's feeling. Right. Right. So Nat's patient is this teenage girl. She comes in in respiratory distress. They're quite literally about to slice into this girl's throat and she just magically recovers. This was so weird. So weird. So weird. And then like right when you think that they were going somewhere, it got weirder. It was all really weird. So there's a couple of like pretty sus things happening here. So the dad is pretty quick to just be like, she has mitochondrial disease. And so Nat's like, okay. And then she finds out that he basically self-diagnosed her on the internet. Because, you know, everything on the internet is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we also find out that his, so the guy's wife had died and the daughter, got, the daughter didn't get sick until like a couple months after that. So it was just a couple things like coming together that were just kind of like, well, this sounds a little odd. Uh yeah, I think I've asked you this before, but I can't remember. Do you ever play the game where, like, you're watching the show and you try and guess the diagnosis before it happens? Sometimes. I mean, I don't really know that much about mitochondrial disease, so I would not have guessed that. But, like, as he was going off on her medicines, I was like, okay, yeah, I know what that is. Metropolol, I take that. I know what that is. I was like, I got it. Like, I was like, okay. I mean, with my, you know, with all of my extensive medical knowledge, which is not extensive at all, uh, you know, and just from watching other medical shows, I know as this one went on, I was like, Munchausen's? I feel like we could make, like, an unofficial thanks to TV guide to, like, this is how you diagnose these medical issues. It's like, like a flowchart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, though, it's like, oh, heart attack. Look for these three things. According to Chicago Med, like, <laughs> is the patient this? Like, oh. So, like, I feel like we could do something like that. That's so funny. The The One Chicago Fan's Guide to Medicine. Yeah, but actually, the unofficial one Chicago guide, yeah. That's funny. That's funny. So Will comes to help Natalie comb through medical records. And just a couple cute little moments here. You know, he's, of course, super awkward puppy mode. And he's like, hi, you're you're back. And, you know, awkward hug and whatever. And then he mentions, he's like, so how's Owen? Did he like that mobile thing I hung up? So think about this for a second. Will came over either while Nat was still pregnant or right after Nat was born and helped her out and like hung up the mobile and everything. Like, where is that fanfic? Yeah. I want that fanfiction. Yeah. My guess is he came over before she was pregnant, like while she was pregnant. Because I, my guess is he's still a little hesitant Given how, I mean, granted, I know he and Sharon, that whole situation kind of worked itself out, but I feel like he'd still be a little hesitant to be like over at her house or her place in the first couple weeks of Owen after that. 
Okay, but imagine how adorable that would be, like, while she's still pregnant, and then they, like, fall asleep on the couch watching TV or something. Like, adorable. <sighs> Whatever. Just gonna let that live in the white space in my brain. But, yes. So, Will's like, okay, you know, I'm happy to help. I'll help you out. And, like, the smile as he sits down of, like, I get to hang with Natalie today. You know, he's, he's just super like, excited. He's just in his, like, schoolgirl crush mode. But actually, though. Season one, I, like, really forgot like how much of like he was i forgot how much of a schoolgirl he was in this season he really is for natalie he really really is and i have a they question just went through so many like ups and downs that i like just forgot about like how pure it really was in the early days that's a good way to put it because yeah, it was it tainted get really by like messy. everything yeah it got really it, messy it got really messy yeah for sure. For sure. So I have it in the outline here because I know we've done this with Upstead before, but when do you think that these two kind of knew they were it for each other? Like, when do you think the moments happened where like Will kind of realized he loved Nat and vice versa? Like, okay. Loved or like, ha- like had a crush on and like there was like feelings there. Cause those are two different things. Why? Okay. Let- let's go with feelings. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Will's had something for Natalie before we even started the show. Yeah. So, like, that's, I mean, I episode one, because he's obviously had at least a crush on her. Um, Natalie, I'm trying to remember. I I don't know, because I don't think she's there yet. Let's put it this way. I don't know episode numbers and, like, what happens in some of these next episodes to give you an answer. But I will just say I don't think she's there yet. No, no, they're just like so, awkwardly dancing around each other at this point. It's not episodes one through eight. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. So Will calls bullshit on the whole mitochondrial disease thing. Like right from the beginning, he's like, no, it's definitely not that. And he's so bad at being subtle about it. Like everything in the way yeah. he talks to this dad is like, you're full of shit. Right. And so he talks to Dr. Charles. And so Dr. Charles is like, okay, well, I think what needs to happen is like, I need to watch them without knowing that they're being watched, which like, okay. Okay. That, that's, that sounds like a very will thing to do, but also it just makes me laugh that Dr. Charles and Will like hatch this plan and nobody thinks to even mention it to Nat or Sharon. Well, and it's like, you say it's a very will thing to do and it, well, at this point it's not necessarily Mm, true, but for later seasons yes but also it's not will's idea no it's dr charles so like yeah it's more of a will thing to do but like the fact that it's a dr charles suggestion is like who the fuck is this like but actually dr charles i know no but actually though especially to do something and not run it by sharon like what yeah yeah so So yes no so i was very shocked and i was like what the fuck is going on here right Right. So they do exactly that. They watch the father and daughter without them knowing. And so everybody reconvenes in Sharon's office. And it's just really funny because Will and Dr. Charles are like, look at this. Look at that. This is evidence of this. And Nat and Sharon are like, hello. Hi. Why did nobody mention anything about this? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And and Sharon's pissed. It's, it's pretty funny. I would have pulled the clip, but it was a long clip. But Sharon's so mad. She's like, I should bring you up to the ethics committee. And like, okay, take a drink. She's pissed. Do we but also think she I got, man, I should go back 
and figure out is this the first time the ethics committee has been brought up no because i remember no, marking natalie. it in a previous episode wasn't it natalie i feel like it was a natalie thing Somebody i have to go back up. and i have to go back and look but you know how staples had the easy button i think i've said this before yes. in the pod but like med needs like the ethics committee button but actually though bam yeah on sharon's wall and she's just like whack <laughs> yeah Oh my goodness. Yeah. But she also goes with it. She's just like, oh, I'm so mad at you guys, but also like just pretend it never happened. Fine. She's like, yeah. but fine, like make it work. Yeah, make it work. Yeah. So they basically figure out that like the best way for them to determine what's going on is to separate the father from the daughter. So they go down for an MRI. And while they're waiting, air quotes, Dr. Charles talks to the daughter. And basically they've come into they've 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 kind of come into this pattern where being her being sick takes the father's mind off of his grief and they've right. just kind of fallen into this like really crazy cycle right where... and it's not of anyone's fault and it's not out of obviously bad intentions it's just kind of what happened yeah it's crazy the human mind is a crazy thing nuts so the father is like, no, fuck this. I'm going down to radiology because, like, she's been there for, like, an hour. And she goes, or he goes down there only to be intercepted by Madeline from DCFS. And so, and this is a weird one because Nat is, like, child abuse. What are you doing? Like, she's the one who's not suspecting it for one. She's like, you're going to separate a family. It's, like, the only time she's, like, anti-suspecting abuse. Well, but at this point, that's not her stick. Not yet. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, at this point, it's not her shtick. And, like, honestly, if I was Natalie, I'd be right there with her. Because, yeah. like, it went from being her patient to, like, Will and Dr. Charles taking over. And then they're, like, coming up with this whole idea. And Natalie's like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even get a chance to, like... Sharon said, okay, you do what you need to do. And so Natalie's in the middle of you doing what you need to do. And then it kind of got taken out from under her. True. Very true. So... And this one moment, I mean, I I feel for Natalie. I'm, like, right there with her. I would be the same way. Right. Right. So later on, Nat is, Nat's talking to Will, and she's beating herself up a little bit. Shell's MRI? No sign of carrying malformation. Just added to the long list of things I got wrong today. Come on, Nat. Look, I know something had to be done. I just think we had other options. Like what? Like not breaking up a family. I know how I'd feel if someone tried to take Owen away from me. Look, this was the only way. Remove the parent and monitor the kids, see what's really going on. What about the trauma of separation? I mean, the guy loses his wife and now he's gonna lose his daughter too? It is traumatic, but not fatal. We don't step in, Michelle could end up in the morgue from medication alone. Yeah, I'm right there with her. I, yeah, this is one of those instances where you see both sides. Like, I, I get it. What what was the alternative? No, I, I, I get it. And, like, they had to do it. But, again, like, they went about it illegally. And then it was, I mean, you know, they did all the things wrong. So, like, I get why they did it. That that was the only way. But, like, you're a doctor. Like, I mean, you know, you fall into the old med cycle of, like, you do something illegal for the right reasons, but then you still did something illegal, so does that make it right? And, you know, just the ever, never-ending one Chicago Chicago med yep. cycle. It's the evergreen question at med. Yeah. But then it gets crazier. So, 
you know, Natalie's beating herself up. Maggie's like, you know, don't beat yourself up. It's, you know, there's nothing you could do, whatever. Well, the dad comes back with two Chicago PD officers and is loudly exclaiming that Med kidnapped his kid. Plot twist. Plot twist. And then the way he's like, he points to Manson. He's like, and those two (laughs) had something to do with it. It's like, yeah. 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 It's like, get used to it, Will and Nat, because that's going to happen a lot more times in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it all ends with, you know, Dr. Charles just kind of putting it the way Dr. Charles does and making it all okay. Mr. Jaffe, medical profession isn't crazy about doctors walking around apologizing for things. Um, but I'm very sorry. <laughs> What if it was me? Look, Mr. Jaffe, we we all send out messages that we're unaware of. And, and not just you in this case, your daughter too. I mean... I just... I don't understand how. Look, it is a very painful, complicated idea to confront. But if you are even beginning to consider that you might have had a part in this, conscious or not, that is a huge, very positive step. I was trying to be a good father. And you are. Nobody wants to cut you out of this process. And when the time is right, you'll be allowed to visit. (laughs) Will you trust me on that? Okay. This is the Dr. Charles I love. But also, like, it's just a complete 180 from how he was, like, 30 minutes earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I think Dr. Charles had, like, he has a a little bit of a wild side to him that I think has gotten, like, toned down as the seasons have gone on. Because, you know, in the backdoor pilot, like, he was smoking weed. And then, like, you know, in in the first couple episodes, we're like, wow, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. I guess it just kind of is crazy to see, like you said, that obviously in the beginning, he kind of was a very different character and, like, where he's come because like you said season eight dr charles is a very different version yeah for sure and i'm glad he's changed for the better because i don't like this version (laughs) no this is and this case in particular is so crazy it's yeah yeah but yes that is that is the will and not of it and of course it ends with you know natalie going home to owen and you know she's happy to be back so yeah she just hugs her baby yep Yep. Then we have Connor. Connor this storyline makes no sense. None. Nope. Or at least it gets it gets off to a really weird start. We'll put it that way. Yeah. So there's some Saudi prince in town for surgery, and he is going to be operated on by Dr. Downey. And literally up until this point, nobody knows anything about Dr. Downey. We didn't even know what Dr. Downey existed. And <laughs> All of a sudden, he comes out of nowhere and even literally says, he's like, princes come and go, but there's only one King Downey. And you would have thought that, like, if he's such a king, that at least he would have been mentioned in passing by before this. But nope. Nope. Literally had no idea. So, yeah. Dr. Downey is very well loved, very, you know, highly respected. and But Connor gives no fucks. He's just like, okay, cool. And <laughs> Literally, like, whatever. Yeah. And moves on. And he's going about his own surgery. So while he's in surgery, though, Downey comes in and he just kind of lingers around. Like, 
he literally doesn't say anything unless spoken to and like connor asks him like two questions and he says no and then he walks out and it's like what the fuck yeah also like the audacity like you're you're a big deal like when you know you could throw them off their game if you do that yeah it's it's weird so weird so then connor gets summoned by dr downey um and they're just like chit-chatting and Dr. Downey's being a little weird. And we find out that Connor spent a year in Riyadh as a like private contractor being a doctor basically for some people working on the oil rigs. Yeah, that's that was that was my question because he basically was like, Oh yeah, I spent a year in Riyadh, like helping helping injured oil workers. So like he had to have been some sort of private contractor. I guess I mean, I guess, I'm sure I guess, technically. Which then, like, made, of course, I had to, like, dive deeper into that. I was thinking, I was like, okay, well, if he went to med school in Mexico, and then, of course, he had to, like, go to Riyadh for whatever reason, maybe he was just trying to be out of reach of his family. Well, didn't he do some, like, other kind of, like, volunteer work, too? Or no, that's... Who am I thinking? Am I thinking Marcel? No, Will. No, Will. That's Will. I'm yeah, getting we... all the people's backgrounds confused. No, Will did, um... Will did, like, plastic surgery in Sudan or something. Oh. still I, anyway um yeah i don't know the timeline makes no sense just just a little tidbit for the timeline yeah so connor's like oh well so downey pulled me for the arabic like but no he literally says Do- dr downey takes him into the hospital room which is honestly one of the nicest hospital rooms i've ever seen i was like where the fuck in chicago med is this it's like a hospital suite it's like a hotel. Which is probably now Jack Dayton's office. <laughs> probably. Probably. Um, and so Connor's like, oh, do you need me to translate here, Dr. Downey? And Dr. Downey's like, and the guy in the page or the prince is like, fuck no, basically, like <laughs> I can speak English. And so Connor's like, what the fuck am I doing here? And Dr. Downey simply is just like, you're helping me prep sir for surgery. Okay. What? And then the last part of this whole thing is you cut to Connor helping Downey make some sort of like Moroccan tea. So random. It's it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Yeah. And then like it's weird. It's literally kind of the end. And um, oh my god, why am I not thinking of the girls? What's the other the Zanetti? Girl Zanetti, yes. I was like, well, what's her name? Um, she's like, Well, what did she have you do? And she was like, he was like, We made tea. <laughs> and it's like, and she's like, What? He's like, Yeah, we made tea. I can see the reason for like popping into the surgery and just lingering to see if, you know, if he's like rattled. I see the reason for that. But if there was some sort of lesson that he was trying to teach via the tea, why not just like say so? See, I can't remember. I remember obviously when like towards the end when Dr. Downey dies. Like I remember kind of how that played out. It's the stuff in the middle. I don't remember specifically how it plays out. So what I'm wondering, because again, I don't remember at this point, is is was Dr. Downey's point is because he kind of knew he already wanted to have Rhodes and was like testing him. I do not remember anything from that then season. That makes kind of more sense. And like he was kind of just using this, all this stuff as a test. 
And like, he kind of already had heard good things about Connor and wanted to, you know, like I said, test him out. But I don't remember if that's the case. Like I said, I remember Downey dying and like, that's like the images I have. Yeah. I remember Connor like wading into the ocean at the very end of the season. And that's about it. Yes. Because we covered that episode. Because we did cover and, that episode. Yeah. That's about it. So I don't remember, but that's the only reason I can make this whole storyline make sense. We will find out. We will find out, but that, like I said, that's the only reason I can make this make sense. Yeah. It's just such a weird intro. It's a very weird intro. Yeah. Very, very weird. So. Then we've got Ethan. This is actually, like, this is a good one. This is the introduction of Vicky. I loved Vicky. Vicky was a good, good part. Yeah, she was good. So we start the episode. Will starts treating a patient, but it turns out that Ethan knows him. They served together in the Navy. And so everything appears normal. And, you know, the guy's like, well, what about a CT scan? Ethan's like, you don't need one unless there's something else you're not telling me. And, And then the guy basically tells him, he's like, look, there's been blood in my stool. And so all signs point to colon cancer. And so his doctor, the VA, has been working really hard to try and get him a CT scan, but everything is so, so, so backed up. So Ethan's, Ethan's like, pissed. Oh, Ethan's so pissed. He's like, what are you He's talking so about? He's pissed. like slamming the phone. He's like, F this. He's like, I'm just going myself. And yeah. so he goes and is like, you need to point me to Dr. Glassing right now. Enter Vicky. And they have this exchange. Dr. Glass? Yes. Lieutenant Commander Choi, Naval Reserve. I'm resident of Chicago Med. Chief Mason came into RED complaining of stomach pain. We did a CT and found this. This cancer could kill him. Something that could have been prevented if you run a scan three months ago when he first told you about his symptoms. Well, I couldn't get him in for the scan. Believe me, I wanted to. I did everything I could to make it happen. But as you can see, there's a huge backlog here. And And you're underfunded and understaffed. I don't care. These guys deserve better. You can't get a scan approved. Go through the back channel. Oh, you mean screw protocol? Yes, screw protocol. Hey, that's an idea. After all, the VA pays for ER care if a patient can't get to a VA hospital. Well, I could just tell him what to say to get a CAT scan and send him to you. Know what you mean? Yeah. Good. We done chatting here? So I've got to get Mason in to see a surgeon. It might be too late. I love it, though. Yeah. They, I mean, they had good chemistry. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Ethan was definitely a little quick to judge. I mean, you know, not everyone can just pull out a CT scan out of their ass. Phrasing, Brenna, phrasing. Oh, I didn't even think about that (laughs) in this moment. Not everyone can make a CT scan appear out of thin air. Let's go with that phrase. (laughs) Yes. But, um. Yeah. So Ethan was being a little, I mean, I get his point was that like, yeah, if he had gotten this game three months ago, then like we could be in a completely different situation, but um, it's not Vicky's fault. No, no. But I just, I love their back and forth of how she was like, oh, so I should just like send him to an ER and tell him what to say. As in like, that's exactly what I did. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But Mason gets rushed into emergency surgery for a bleed. It all works out though, because you know, Connor and his God complex. Yeah. Yeah. But again, if I have to choose a doctor in a surgery in a crisis, Connor's not a bad one to have. Connor's up there for sure. But then the question becomes, who would you rather have in a crisis between Connor and Crockett? You. That's a great question. 
I still think Connor has the edge. That's a great question. Slightly. Okay. There is a question. There is a clarifying question here. Okay. Are we talking about like early days Connor or like the later days Connor when he was all in his God complex mode? Both. I don't know. I think I'd pick the early days of season or early days Connor over Crockett. But if you said like when all he did was fight with Ava and he was all in his God complex mindset, I'd probably, I may pick Crockett over that version. I did not care for that version. Another question. Connor Rhodes and ER or, or 2.0. What happens? Is it a shit show? Does he make it work? Like what? What happens? No, it's a fucking shit show. Does he hate it? Yes. Yeah, Why? You don't think so? No, I, I could see it. I'm just, you know, I just yeah. never really thought about it. No, he hates it. I think he's maybe like eventually could come around to it. Like, I don't think he's one of those people that's like, fuck it forever. But like, he's definitely not a fan. Right. Right away. Right. He's probably so pissed about it. He's like, why did I go to med school if this thing is just going to, like, do the job for me? Yeah. Crazy. But yes. But yeah, so the surgery works out thanks to Connor. And, like, that bro hug that Ethan and Connor have on the green screen balcony. Like, they have such a good friendship this episode. And I was like, where was this the rest of the show? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I. I mean, we obviously talk a lot about, like, Will and Connor and how that was a missed opportunity. But, like, Connor and Ethan was also a missed opportunity. And I'm just, like, the male friendships in general on that show were a missed opportunity. Especially when you compare it to Fire, which, like, at its core has a very strong male friendship. Mm -hmm. Obviously, between Casey and Severide. And even PD between Atwater and um, Ruzik has a very... And then... Even in the early days, Al and Voight. Like, I mean, they had a lot of male friendships and, like, Med has, like, none. No, that's true. Now, even to this day, they have none. But also that's because, like, nobody's left. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have good friendships, obviously. Sharon and Charles. Um, the girls, you know, like, Maggie, April, Maggie, um, Natalie. You know, there was Maggie and Will. Like, there's good friendships. But, like, it's just a different dynamic. And so it's just interesting. They really, and we say it all the time about, like, the missed opportunities with Connor, but, like, he, he had chemistry with everybody. They they really did miss a lot of opportunities to pair him with certain people. Yeah, they just got in such a Connor and Eva mindset that then they, like, couldn't really, they felt, I guess, obviously, that they couldn't get out of it. Connor always had to be dating somebody. He, Eva and him had a whole thing for, like, two seasons. Yeah, because it was Zanetti in season one, and then it was Robin in season two. Right, and then Ava comes Ava, in at the end of, yeah, three and four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, they have a pretty uh, fierce little bro hug there. And yeah, uh, yeah and, and Ethan just says, he's like, it's crazy. A Saudi prince comes here and gets the best heart surgeon we have, and a vet can't even get a CT scan. Yep. It's true. And so at, sucks. at the Navy reunion, Ethan and Vicky kind of reconvene and they do a little flirty flirt. And that's about it. I'm trying to remember how much she sticks around, like how long she's here. Just season one. I don't remember how far into season one, though. 
I'm about to Google it. Well, wait, season one's only 13, 13 16? How many think, no, I think Met at 18. Okay. So, yeah, she's she only is in season 15. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know she's only in season one, except doesn't she come back? I feel like she does, but I, I feel like she does come back. Hold on. Give me two seconds. I will find out. I feel like she came back. I feel like I remember talking about her coming back when it happened. Um, Vicky Glass, Cynthia Adal. Let's see. Um, ten episodes total. Okay. So she's in ten, fourteen, and seventeen, season one, and then she's in season four. She's that many episodes in season four. She comes back that much in season four. One, two, three, four, five. She's in six episodes in season four. She's in more of season four than she is in season one. I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember that. I mean, I vaguely remember her coming back. And like, I guess I can't. I, season four is a blur. Yeah, for sure. That was an I really did not care for med base. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she will be back in like an episode or two i liked her so yeah and then last up we have sarah this one's actually a pretty cute one for a sarah story this one's actually kind of cute yeah um so she and april are scrolling through a dating app she well first of all she just came back from like having coffee with joey or whatever and she's like on a high and april's like oh y'all are cute and (laughs) so April's like swiping through dating apps and like Sarah's like watching her over her shoulder. And as April scrolls, she finds Joey. And Sarah's like, what the fuck? Like, what is he doing on there? And she's not happy about it. So meanwhile, she gets her patient, and her patient is drunk, like real drunk. Yep. Um, Off like two glasses of wine. Yeah. And so Sarah's like, "Uh, okay, let's try to figure this out. Meanwhile, though, she's still freaking out about Joey being on the dating. And she accidentally even, like, takes it out on her patient's friend. Because the friend comes in with the girl. And the friend, they, like, end up in a conversation. And the friend's also in med school. And Sarah's like, yeah, med school and boys don't really mix. And blah, 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 blah. Like, she kind of ends up taking it out on the girl um not a harsh way or anything but like kind of just lets all her feelings out on this random stranger april's face um yeah and so they get interrupted though because the patient has a seizure and reese is like what the fuck is going on i don't know why like you're not really that drunk anymore like what is going on so she runs some labs and joey brings them up to her personally and he's like trying to talk to her because he thinks they're in like a great spot and Reese brings up the dating app and Joey's confused because Joey's like, I thought you wanted to take it slow. And Reese is hurt though. Cause she's like, I didn't want you sleeping with half the city of Chicago while we did. Like, she's like, I'm only seeing you like that. His it. name's not Kelly Severide. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. And so turns out the patient was out at a club and hooked up with her best friend's boyfriend. So she was lying about where she was. And what she was doing. And it ends up being Lyme disease. Is what she has. So. The medical part of this is not that great. It's like the other part that's like fine. 
And yeah. so the whole storyline wraps up, though, because Joey tells Reese he's taking down his profile. He's like, I went on one bad date. It was really bad. I got bit and by spider or whatever it was. And I'm still not over it. And he's like, I'm done. He's like, I don't care about those other girls. It is cute how, you know, in his dating profile, he has something about like watching the skyline and Sarah's like, you never yeah. leave your computer. And so it ends with like, yeah, she's like, you're never outside balcony. at night. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. cute. Yeah. So it ends with them on the green screen balcony. Oh, uh, the green screen balcony. I don't know if it was green screen in season one, though. It looked pretty damn real. Yeah. But still, now we know it is. No, oh, yeah. No, totally. It's a mystery. But- yeah. this is like it's a it's a chaotic episode and there's not a lot to grab onto character wise here i mean there is stuff but not a ton this was fine it's not my favorite no it's fine it's fine yeah neither of these were my favorite between men and fire pd was a good one but i like neither of these were standouts to me fire had a lot going on too so much going on so so much yeah it was crazy so moving into fire, this Mouch storyline, what the hell? Like, it, it's so weird. So weird. So, so weird. And like, it doesn't, it, it wasn't like quirky funny. It was just Mouch coming across as an asshole. Right. It And it may, yeah, it, it's, it's not, definitely not the best comedy storyline ever. No. So, okay. Everyone's getting on Mouch's case, first of all, because we start the episode and he's learning Japanese. And so everybody's like, well, how long, like, you know, I, I bet you're not even going to be able to string a sentence together in like two weeks, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So they have this whole conversation and I'm like thinking, cause Mari, remember Mari? Yeah. Matches. Yeah. So she comes, that's the end of season one. And I'm like, were they planning to see this early and we didn't even know it? Yeah. I guess. I can't believe that like before Trudy, Mouch had like mail order brides. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Wild. So there's two proby firefighters from Canada that are in town and they're observing for a couple shifts. And Mouse just finds out that they're from Canada and just walks out. I did think it was funny though when he like Bowden's like telling Mouse to act right and he goes straight into this whole thing about like socialized medicine. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So odd. And Otis is like you're the only guy i know that have beef with canada and it's like yeah nobody has beef with canada no no so later on during the shift otis finds mouch and says that you know apparently they're they're not actually canadian um herman's gone this episode i don't know where he is but basically otis is like they're they're actually from cleveland and herman is putting them up to this and so otis is like let's just pull a prank on them and mouch is like fuck yeah let's do it Oh jeez! So he basically has them climb rope in on on the apron, like or you know, basically like where the trucks are. He has them climb rope, and when they climb it, it dumps water on them. First of all, how does one set this up on the apron? That takes a lot of yeah, planning. I know. Yeah, that's not something a normal person can and set it's up. All in the same shift. Yeah, it's not like this is like two shifts later. I mean, granted, they were supposed to be around for a couple of shifts, but it's like. Not like this. This is literally like hours later, if that. If that makes no sense, yeah. none, none whatsoever. So yeah, we find out they actually are from Canada, and Otis was pranking 
Mouch. So Bowden is pissed. Bowden's pissed. Bowden lays it on him. He's just like detailing Otis's pranks, and he's like, "Look, this one was funny. That one was funny. This one was not funny." But I, so, it was not funny. I was so confused. I was like, "So why aren't you actually mad at Mouch, who like orchestrated this?" It was yeah. Well, I see. I understand that. Like, I mean, Mouch. I mean, yeah, maybe he should have been a little pissed at Mouch, but Mouch only did it because Otis basically told him to. Like, it was Otis's mastermind. Otis is the one who really it was the idea for the prank. And, you know. I'm going to be real honest. I still don't understand why he has beef with Canada. It has something to do with, yeah. So, basically, Mouch tells the Canadians why he hates Canada so much. And, like, in kind of the most Mouch way, it has something to do with one time, like, when he went to Canada and he got stopped by some, I, 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 Yeah. It just feels like I'm a very mouch thing. You don't know either. And it's really stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's really stupid. Maybe we should pull the clip here and have him explain it to us. Yeah, yeah. Why Please mark that. in Canada. And she couldn't get into the United States, so I agreed to meet her in Toronto. An immigration attorney there was going to facilitate her American citizenship. I gave her the five grand for his fees never saw either one of them again. Well, yeah, but if she was Russian, why hate on Canada? Two extra weeks, I'm up there getting the runaround from various government agencies. I end up at the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center. Want to know what they said? Buyer beware. And didn't the weasel behind the counter get a little chuckle at my expense? So at the end, the Canadians get back at Otis by serving them borscht, which isn't even Canadian. No, but Otis was talking about the borscht earlier and he serves them the borscht for like lunch or whatever because Mills is gone. So Otis is in charge of cooking yeah, and yeah. Otis serves them borscht. So then it's funny because Otis gets poured back with his own medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So such a that's it's that was a weird one not one of the best mouch storylines no 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 yeah and then we but get mills. mills is having a bad day he's having a really bad day mm -hmm. so all of 51 gets called to this call where a sibling pair is like stuck under a train Basically, they went through a subway access door, and then the door locked behind them, so then they obviously couldn't get back out. Um, and they're able to get the brother out, and Mills is in charge of being to go find the girl. And what he finds, though, is a body that's unfortunately been cut into pieces. Oof. And, yeah. Uh, it's his first real experience with something like this. So bad. And, like, Casey asks if he's okay, but he doesn't even answer. And, like, even when they're back at the house, he's just, like, staring straight into space. And he finally, he, like, takes the trash outside. And he, like, finally has a moment where he, like, breaks down. Um, but he's obviously very affected by this. For sure. And so Bowden sees that Mills is down in the dumps and talks to him in his office. They've all been there. Usually happens the first few months after being on a job. Right now, you have nothing to compare it to. But you will. The longer you work, the more good.
what you do. You'll be able to take days like this, put them into context, and then move forward. Just afterwards, I'm, I'm looking at Mouch telling stories and Cruz playing video games. I don't, I don't know how they do it. Everybody has their own way and how they deal with things. You will get on the other side of this, Peter. You know what? Take the rest of the shift off. Go easy. I'm serious. Don't talk to someone. Counsel is available. So am I. So is your lieutenant. I mean, Bowden's doing everything he can to try to, like, cheer him up. I mean, there's nothing really you can do. And, you know, there's not only so much you should do, I should say. Right. And, and um, Bowden's honest part. about it. He's like, look, like you don't have anything to compare it to right now. And, like, the reason right. why Cruz is playing video games and, like, everybody's just kind of carrying on is because they've seen better or worse right they know how to pack that away yeah and not let it get to them all the time so um and then of course mills is at the restaurant because he took the day off and he talks to his mom about it and his mom obviously having seen it with his dad uh, is kind of encouraging mills to go the opposite way so she I mean, she's like you know there was a time when your father couldn't either and his way of fixing it was to shove it down and then that turned into him shutting a part of himself off and she's like it's a part that makes us human and then mills is like well what do i do and she's like walk away so she's trying to convince him to not end up like his father and go the other way and save himself while he still can I don't think I fully realized like the magnitude of what Mills's mom was trying to do in season one that like, you know, being a firefighter is his dream and she just was not supportive of it at all. No, not at all. She had already gone through it. Yeah. And she she was just so afraid history was going to repeat itself. Yeah. And so it's kind of similar. So she shows up at the firehouse and she's talking to Bowden I did think it was because like, obviously we haven't gotten to the part where we know about their past. Mm-hmm. So she like comes in and he's like, it's been a long time. And she's like, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, there's so much more to come on that part. But they've anyway. seen each other naked. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> I, probably more than once. <laughs> um, but anyway, so then we get this. Ingrid. It's been a long time. Yes, it has. But please have a seat. No, I won't be long. Peter's not like Henry. No one expects him to be. He does. And Peter's got this whole idea of living up to his father's memory. That is not the life I want for him. And Peter's not coming back to 51. If that's what he decides. Bye-bye. Yeah, my word. You're not hearing me. Peter's time as a candidate is done. I'm asking you to respect my wishes. You owe me that at least. I did think it was not cool of his mom, though, to like, it's not her decision. No. Like, Mills, it's, it's, it's Mills' choice, and like, I... I get her perspective, but like, no, this is not cool. He's also not a school child who like needs his mom to come call and like, you know, do X, Y, and Z. He's a, he's a grown ass man. Well, she's like, I'm asking you to respect my wishes. You at least owe me that. You owe me that at least. Yeah. There's the hint to the affair. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was not cool. Mm-mm. Um. So then Bowden, of course, is like, I he's like, Casey Severide, I need to talk to you. Like, now. Um, and then Severide shows up at the diner looking for him. And he's not around. He runs into Elise, of all people, again. Uh, that was definitely a missed opportunity. Was it, though? Sev would have broken her I've, heart. No, I know. But if you, I'm saying if they had wanted to take the character in a completely different direction, that would have been a missed opportunity. Elise or Sev? No, taking Severide's character in a different direction than it would have been okay. But yeah, they, I mean, they could have never happened because of who Severide was at that point. I'm just saying, if Severide was a different person, that would have been cute. He would have broken her heart and Mills would have like, Mills would have hated his guts. Yeah, it would not have been that great. No. But um, yeah. So later on though, one of the Canadians mentions to Casey that he went through something similar and that there was something his lieutenant did that really helped him. And so Casey takes Mills to the house of a girl that he helped save from a fire. And she just says, you know, like Mills keeps kind of staring at her because her burns are very, her scars from her burns are very visible. And she's like, it's okay. You can look or something like that. And she's like, you know, I'm alive. And, just kind of that reframing of the situation um, helps Mills, I think, be feel more at peace. Like, he needed to see that, like, yeah, this one didn't work out. You know, the, someone did die at this call, but, like, they save people's lives all the time. Yeah. And that there are so many people who are alive today and still living, you know, going on to do amazing things in the world because of what they do. Yeah. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Poor Peter. That's a rough yeah, one. I know. And I like know. even that I, moment. This is when, that though. Go ahead. No, I was just even that moment when Casey's like, you know, we need two body bags, and he's telling everybody he's like, you know, call out body parts as you find them. That's yeah, a lot. I was gonna say this is that was definitely my favorite part of the episode. Like I really I the enjoyed end. that storyline. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Really good. Then we've got Gabby and Shay, these two. Yeah. So Clarice shows up to the firehouse with lunch. This girl's such trouble. Like she's just trouble everywhere. So yeah. like she's Shay's just like, grab some chairs, we'll have lunch outside, whatever. And so, you know, they're making small talk. And Clarice and her husband haven't picked out a name yet. And Clarice is like, you know, uh she basically mentions like they used to pick out names when they were together, Shay and Clarice. And so there's it's like a, so weird. Oh, so weird. There's definitely an awkward pause in there. Uh it's just just and, and not we didn't see like Leslie and Clarice when they were together, but like the audacity on Clarice to just like, you know, like technically you're still married and having a baby with someone else, and then you're gonna do this and you know what you're doing, and it's yeah, it's so fucked up. Yeah, so fucked. Especially when you when you broke Leslie's heart that badly. Yeah. So Gabby's pissed. Gabby's so mad. Uh, the face she makes when like she notices Clarice. Oh yeah, Gabby's pissed, but she doesn't say anything. And so when they get a call and as they're walking back in, like Clarice just kind of, you know, has to like poke the bear and she's just like, hi, Gabby. Oh my gosh. Oh, Gabby's pissed. Gabby's so mad. She's so mad. 
So Gabby and Shay go to the house of a kid who basically had a seizure and now she's unconscious. And so, uh, you know, while they're talking, they're like, no, we're going to take her to one hospital, which I've never heard of before. Chicago U. Don't remember them using that at all. No, me neither. Me neither. So now that makes four hospitals I that I know of in the one Chicago universe. The one from Justice, Lakeshore, Med. What's the one from Justice? Our Lady of something. Oh, yes, that's what I'm thinking of. I that, I forgot that was that one. Yeah, so there's the Our Lady, Med, Chicago U, and Lakeshore that I yeah. can remember. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, so uh, the, the mom is like, don't take her to Chicago U. Like, something bad happened there. And so Gabby's like, okay, well, we'll go to Lakeshore. And so as the girl starts waking up, she, like, takes off her mask and she mentions to Gabby, she's just like, I don't like the smell. And Gabby's like, okay like spidey senses so she's like she goes to matt and she's like i need you to pull some strings with hallie and matt's like yeah about that we can't we can't yeah and like gabby does a good job of being like oh man i'm so sorry about that when like on the inside you know she's just like yes like, his words are interesting though he says we are on a they're take we're taking a break we're on a break mm-hmm. now that we're broken up we're on a break yeah yeah and in gabby's head she's just like yes but like outside oh she's like i'm so sorry so sorry (laughs) yeah yeah um so gabby's like okay well you gotta go to kendra like doesn't even make a miss a beat she's like now you have to call kendra and like it's gonna be awkward but you have to do it anyway so she goes to kendra and finds out the little girl was taken twice to the er in six weeks for seizures but the mom had mentioned to Gabby and Shay that she had celiac disease, but she never mentioned it in the hospital. All sorts of weird stuff. Yeah. So then Clarissa's husband shows up at 51 looking for her. And Shay's basically like, yeah, so you need to pull yourself together. This is not my problem. And you need to watch how you're talking to me. And leave me out of it. Okay, thanks. Yeah, pretty. I mean, takes care of business. Yeah. Nice and, and of simple. course, then he's, like, super sympathetic because all he wants is, like, his family back. Like, really, that's the only reason he was, like, lashing out. But, like, Shay's like, it's not my fault. Like, yeah, I'm trying no. to be a friend, but, like, it's not my fault. Like, I'm not the one you should be mad at. He's blaming Shay when it's actually Clarice he needs to be, like, yeah, talking to. Yeah. So when they go back to Lakeshore, they check in on the kid from earlier and... Now the story is that she swallowed some turpentine while the mom was painting. Nothing's matching up. It's getting really weird. And so Gabby's like, okay, now we're going to go to DCFS. Like that's, that's just how this is going to go. And so meanwhile, Shay is reading a book and she pulls out a film strip of her and Clarice. It was like a bookmark or something. How long has she been using that as a bookmark? That's a really good question. You're a book person. What, what's what's what is bookmark culture like? Do you what do you use? <laughs> Bookmarks. I mean, I don't know. Do you are, like do you use like do you use whatever you have on hand? Like if it's a receipt or something, or do you have like actual like designated bookmarks? No, I have a whole cup of bookmarks. Okay. And I mean, I, I mean, obviously, if I'm reading on my Kindle, I don't use a bookmark. But like, yeah, no, I have a whole cup of bookmarks. Do you ever like? choose a particular bookmark for a particular book like do you ever like do you ever forget about what bookmark you're using like maybe that's what happened is that just she was just using it and forgot that like what it was maybe but i guess my point with asking this question is it just it seemed like before she ran into clarice again in whatever last 
last week's episode to a week before that, whatever episode that was, two weeks ago or two episodes ago, um, at the baby shower, that like that it had been a long time. Or not it wasn't like, oh, Clarice and her were over last year. So it just seemed like it had been a long time. And I don't think Shay was going back through boxes and being like, let me pull out this film strip and using it as a bookmark. Mm-hmm. You know, use it now as a bookmark. So I guess I was just curious, like, where that came from. She probably went through, like, her Clarice box and, like, pulled it out. Probably. She definitely, she probably had a Clarice box. I just noticed it and I was like, that's not normal. <laughs> no. no. Someone you're not seeing, that's not normal. <laughs> so... Yeah, so Shay's reading this book and Gabby barges in and she's like, DCFS is not going to pursue the case. And so Gabby, oh my goodness. I mean, this is like going full Gabby times like 10. So really, like the more we're doing these early rewatches, I'm like, Gabby. Gabby going full Gabby from the beginning and I don't like it. It's bad. It's really bad. It's not, yeah. So they go to the moms and like nothing constructive happens. It's quite literally that like Gabby goes to the moms to just like berate her. Yeah. And the mom's like, if you don't leave right now, I'm calling the police. Rightfully so. Yeah. So awkward. It's yeah. Yeah. And Shay's like, I try to warn you. So back at the firehouse, Bowden is pissed and, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. So he basically says, you know, in, in Bowden terms, he's like, Gabriella, this crusade you're on, it ends now. Like, you take one step further, there won't be a suspension hearing, there will be a goodbye party. And you always know he meant business when he broke out the full name, kind of like very dad mode of just like Gabriella. Yeah. yeah. But he is, he's pissed. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Shay gets home and basically tells Clarice, like, you gotta go. You gotta go. So she's like, you don't get to come back married and pregnant and say you miss me. Like, you walked away. You broke my heart. Like, Shay has seen the light. Yeah. She gets what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it ends with Gabby and Shay getting called back to the address. But this time it's not the kid. It's the mom. Um, And there's a bottle of pills next to her. And so later on, basically, the kid tells Gabby that the mom made her drink it. So Gabby's hunch was correct. Her hunch was correct. She just went about it in the complete wrong way. Completely wrong. Completely yeah. wrong. Yeah. She got lucky, basically, that it turned out to be right. That. That. She got really lucky. Yep. Big time. So. And then yeah. Casey. There's a little bit of Casey here. A little bit of Casey backstory. This is some important detail. Yeah, that's going to come out as season one goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, so Casey asks Bowden, he's like, I got to go do something. Like, I got to go take a break for a hot second. So he takes his break from shift and he goes to the cemetery. And he gets there and there's like this family that's standing at this grave. And he like awkwardly waves at them. And it's who we later find out is Christy and, you know, his sister and her family. And they're staring at this grave. And at that point... All we know is it says, you know, 15 years. That's crazy. Um, and we don't really still know because they don't ever come out and say they're talking about their dad. But we find out that obviously they're talking about their dad. And so it's been 15 years at this point since he died in 1997. He died in 1997. So for timeline purposes. So that means that Matt was about 17. 
I'm trying to remember. I'm hoping they'll say in the next couple episodes, like, that he was how old he was. So then we can figure out that it's more clear. But yes, Matt was, or Matt's dad died in 1997. Okay. Yeah. So Matt, Matt was in high school, basically. Yeah. I knew he's in high school. I just can't remember if he's like, what age he was specifically. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so, but even if you said he's 17, you're 16, 17, 15 years later, he's in his early 30s at this point. I'm thinking back to the season when we thought his head injury came back and like they actually showed his age on the CT. Yeah, season nine. Wait, but it actually, they 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 gave Casey Jesse Spencer's actually actual birthday. I remember that. Yes, they gave him, Je- yes, correct. But if you go by this math, by this, the... Casey's dad died in 1997. And if you say he's 17, 16, 17, when his dad died, because mm-hmm. I don't think he's younger than that. I think he's in high school. Then Casey is now in his like early 30s. Yeah. At the time of season one. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then basically it's really awkward. And you can tell that Casey and Christy don't really keep in touch because like even when he sees Violet, she's like, Do you remember your uncle Violet, your, your uncle Matt? And, like, you can tell he hasn't seen her in, like, years. And even when his sister, like, her sister and Christy and her family, like, leave quickly. Like, it's just, it's really awkward. The whole thing is very awkward. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is super awkward. And that's all you get from Casey. But this is obviously something that comes out again very soon. Yep. I'm trying to remember what episode, but I don't remember what episode. But it's in season one, I know for sure. Yeah. Yep. So then last up, we have Severide. A little bit of Severide here. Yeah. So his shoulder is still hurting him. Definitely. Which, like, mm-hmm. every time he, like, hurts it in some way, shape, or form, I'm like, bro, like, that's your spine. How are you, like, even functioning right now? It's so fucked up. And how is he not, like, freaked out every time his shoulder hurts that, like, something is shifting in his spine? Because he's in denial. It's crazy. Yep, he's in total denial that there's something wrong with him and that if he's not careful, he could not only lose his job, he could lose a lot of other things. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So he calls this Anna girl, like farmer rep Anna, trying to get a refill and she just shuts him down. She's like, absolutely the fuck not. Like, no, you're going to get in a ton of trouble. So Bowden finds Sev in the bathroom in the middle and just kind of asks him about his arm. And Sev's like, no, I'm good. I'm fine. And so Bowden just says, like, if I see it again, you're getting an x-ray, like, for your own safety. And he's like, yeah, Chief, totally. Yeah. So somehow Severide ends up getting more pills from Anna. And then at the very end, one of Shay's exes, Corinne, stops by the apartment and they end up hooking up in completely random news. I was actually like so surprised that Sev had the decency to call Leslie first. It's so weird though. No, it's totally like, weird. It's like, do you have dibs on her? And she, he's, she's like, why? And he's like, well, if you do, then I'm not going to sleep with her. And she's like, go for it. It's just so weird. I mean, yeah, it's great that ever I did have the decency to do that, but like, it's still really weird. It's just funny how like she there's like there's like a look all the characters give each other before like things like that happen, and like just when that look happened, I was like, oh my god, I was like, he's the worst friend. I was just so surprised that he actually had the decency to call her beforehand. Yeah, not a very sub thing you would think. Yeah. 
but yeah, that's 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 fire. Um, so Christy comes back not next episode, the episode after that. Oh, okay. Episode ten. Okay. Next week is apparently I just saw very quickly that next week is well, next episode is the uh incident that makes Vargas retire. Oh, okay. So got it. Okay. Yeah. Two very busy episodes with Med and Fire. Very busy. There's a lot going on in both of those. Like you said, Fire's okay. Um, the mill stuff was definitely the most compelling and the best part. Um, but yeah. Yeah. All right, PD time, let's stretch it. Ugh. Okay. Before we start this episode, I want everybody to kind of take a moment and think about Berzik. And I knew what- this is where you were going. This is this this one day in PD history changed the course of both of their lives. Like, just stop and think about that for a second. Yeah, like one hundred eight of PD. Think, well, and think about it now. Like, think about like of all the things that have made it through to where we are now and going into season eleven. Like, Berzik is still standing. Yep. As a shit, I mean, like, think about it. Like, at this point, you had, like, the Voight and Aaron, you know, father-daughter friendship, or, you know, relationship. You had Al. You had, like, so many other things going on at this point. And, like, all of that now is basically gone. And, like, the one thing still standing is the Berzik. hmm This episode is day one of Berzik. Yeah, I mean, they had a few other random moments. But, like, this is, this is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the day that Ruzik falls in love with her. Like, I think it was totally love at first sight. I, I see I disagree. I don't think he's in love with her at this point. I think he I wouldn't say love at first sight. I think interest, admiration, like I what something. But I wouldn't call it love. I just look at this episode and think I just like the way this episode just like completely changed the course of both of their lives is just like special. Yeah. I love it. No, it's it's yeah. And then, like, after this point out, it's like, we are full steam ahead on the Berzix. Yeah, full steam ahead. Full steam ahead. I mean, we're going to talk about the Berzix, but, like, they're the scenes at the end when, like, they're talking about how, like, you know, oh, it was a fun day. It was great. I was just, like, in my head, I'm just, like, you guys want to adopt a baby together in 10 years? <laughs> hey, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. And live in a house together? Yeah. You guys want to get a house and, and a kid? Sounds fun. Berzix home childhood home yeah 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 this is also a great case too um yeah i i enjoyed this one this is this is a really good like early pd episode it's not my favorite but it's good it's good yeah okay so we'll start off with the case now i completely forgot what happened to gratishar did she just get fired i mean yeah basically she ends up leaving because of all the you know it didn't work out with the void stuff like that void kind of you know didn't hold up his end of the bargain and so she's now like gone yeah so void shows up at her office as she's packing up and you know void's just like kind of gloating at this point he's like they set you up to fail and she's like no i don't really think so like they know this place needs a guy like you as long as he's controlled but now you're an experiment gone wrong I thought that was so interesting. Yeah, totally interesting. That, like, at this point in time, like, even then, like, Chicago PD, the institution, like, Chicago Police Department, like, they knew that 
they needed someone like Voight to kind of keep things going. That's why they let him come back, even after he, the man's been in fucking jail. <laughs> and but they were like, as long as he was controlled, and now he's not controlled anymore. So like they were okay with Voight to a certain extent. And when he pushes the boundaries, that's when they're not okay with it. But they're okay with, like, some of the minor stuff he does. And they're like, okay, yeah, we'll let you get away with that. Which is just so interesting to think about. Yeah, very interesting. Like, even from day one, that, like, they kind of knew they had to have Voight around in order for things to, like, work out. And it's a point we keep coming back to year after year that's just so interesting. That, like, his methods are crazy, but at the same time, he's a guy you want around. I mean, I don't want him around, but, you know. You know. PD seems to want him around. The Chicago Police Department seems to want him around. Yeah. Yeah. So intelligence ends up getting called to a casino in Chinatown. And there's basically, like, a ton of bodies. It's gruesome. Like, a ton of bodies. Yeah, it's really gruesome. And then there, there was also, like, a little kid who was, like, the errand boy. And they got him, too. Really sad. Yeah. So we find out it was basically an illegal triad gambling den. Um, the triad being, I think, the like the the crew that runs that area, right? One of them, yeah. One of them, yeah. So Voight gets stopped by a guy named Edwin Stillwell. This is the new IA guy. And he's kind oh, of a dick. Stillwell. Yeah. What? Yeah. I said, oh, Stillwell. Oh, Stillwell. Yep. He's kind of a dick. I will say this. So Stillwell is played by Ian Bowen, who is now on Yellowstone. That man is such a dreamboat now. Holy crap. He's a dreamboat. Yeah. I'm trying to Google it. Like Ian Bowen, Yellowstone. It's B-O-H-E-N is how you spell it. Um, That would be why I couldn't find it. Yeah. Yeah, that does not look like the man... If I saw that man next to the picture for Edwin Silwell and you asked me, are they the same guy? I would have said no. But he's totally dreamy now, right? Yes. But I would have said no way. This past season, his character had this like on and off relationship with this country singer who was on the show, who's like an actual country singer. And yeah, like Lainey Wilson. Was it Lainey? Okay. I don't. Yes, Lainey Wilson. I don't speak country. But yeah, they had like an on, on again, off again relationship. And he was like such a cowboy gentleman. And it was just like every episode, I was just like dying. Yeah. See, but. you say things like that. And then I'm like, maybe I'll give it another chance. But I really could not get into it. So I'm not going to. And is the show actually ever coming back? Probably not. You, I think you should give it a second chance, though, because it really is so good. don't know but i did like is the show even actually coming back it is it is um it was supposed to come back this past weekend but they pushed it until um i want to say like this time next year because strike well in the whole kevin costner situation and the kevin costner situation i still think it's worth watching because also luke grimes is in it he's a country singer too ish as is ryan bingham who's also a country singer I've never heard of him, but I, I mean, I know Luke Grimes, but I know him because it's like, oh, Luke Grimes from Yellowstone released a song, not yeah. because he's like a country singer, you know. I think you should give it a second chance. That's later on. I still got too many other things to watch first. That's Bryna for Hell No. I don't know. I could not. I, I could not do it. It's really good, though. It's really good. And Beth and Rip are so good. 
I like it. Whatever. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. So Stillwell's a dick. He's just like, look, like I'm gonna need more than lip service, and like you know, you're we're gonna arrest Maurice, and this is a partnership. Air quotes. And Boyd's just basically like, mm, you're full of shit. Partnership. Lol. Yeah. Lol. Bullshit. So Jin basically finds this car and he's able to zero in on this triad gambling den. And so they all pull up on it and Voight sends Jay in to check it out. It's supposed to be a karaoke place, but it's actually the gambling den. And so he basically sees one guy like threatening another one and beating up on him. And all of a sudden he gets a gun pulled on him. The days when like that was casual and not a problem. But we find out the guy who pulls the gun on Jay is also a cop. And his name is Jimmy Shee. Jimmy Shee also worked with Voight and Al in the gang unit together. So they go back. Way back in the day. Way back in the day. Way back. So they're like, well, what if Jimmy did this? You know, what if he's guilty? And Voight's like, he's not. He's police. Like, that's it. It ends there. I'm vouching for him. He's police. That's it. So... They follow Jimmy and he and his team gear up just like in the video and they head out and Jimmy swears. He's like, no, we didn't do any of this. Like we're on a six month operation that we've been working on. We're trying to shake down the employees to get the mem- the names of the triad members. He's he- he's really pissed off that like Hank is accusing him of this, which like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I'd be pissed, too. And so Jimmy mentions someone named Browning and leaves it at that. But Erin is the one who, like, her spidey senses go off. And she's like, that's a piece of Voight history I need to know. Like, right. Ding. So another robbery happens at the pool hall that Jimmy and his partner were at earlier. And we basically find out that, like, it, it basically happens after Jimmy's crew hits a certain place. That's when the robbery happens. So whoever is doing this has access to the radios. And so we've kind of established that like that pattern. So we get back to the district and we meet Sumner. This is that episode. I forgot about her. I didn't forget about her. I just forgot how much Void hated her. I forgot about her. <laughs> yeah. So she's been assigned to intelligence by Stillwell. Void hates her. And He's not subtle about it. The way he's like, Jen, go show her. I, I don't care what you show her. Just go. Like, just take her. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. So bad. So they come up with this plan to basically have Jimmy and his crew bait a fake townhouse with Antonio and Al. They're basically setting up a situation for this, like, this actual robbery crew to hit. That's, like, fake. <laughs> so... They radio in, aborting their surveillance, and they just kind of sit and wait. And then the other crew just shows up, and intelligence is basically ready for them on the other side. I thought it was so badass, like, the moment where... Because they throw in one of those, like, grenades or whatever, and it, like, kind of takes them out for a hot second. And just as the guy from the robbery crew is about to, like, put a gun to Kevin's head... Antonio comes back from behind to knock that guy out. Yeah. And then you have Jay hitting the other guy who's like running out of the house with a car. Like I was like, yeah. I miss these action sequences from the early days where it was like one thing to another to another to like big explosion. Right. And they were like minutes long. It was yeah, like the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. They're not as long these days. Yeah. It's usually, and usually when you have an action sequence, not saying they don't have like some good ones, but it's like a lot of times it's like 
oh, let me go chase this guy down an alley this way, that way, whatever. It's not, it's usually like one person. It's not the same. Yeah, no, this one was like a foot chase to a car, to another car, to a crash. Knock you out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's dynamic. So, yeah, as some of the guys try to escape, Jimmy basically ends up crashing into them with their car. So, yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, Aaron finally asks Antonio what he knows about Browning because she's tried, she's tried Hank and she's tried Al and both of them have just completely shut her down. And so finally she's like, Antonio, like, you got to help me out here. And we get this. Hey, Antonio. You know anything about the name Browning? Come on, man. Boy won't give me anything here. rumors there's stories and there's what's in a record all i can tell you is this a cop named eddie penland was killed on a job he was olinsky's partner a lot of people thought a heavy named browning was a shooter he heard the heat was on him and turned himself in last they were seen was getting into jimmy and void squad Polinsky was with them. Browning never made it to the jail. That's all I know. That's scary. Yep. So Voight legit just makes people disappear and nobody bats an eye at it. I'm just curious, do you think that was the first time it happened or that was just the most public version of it? That's a great question. That's a really good question. I don't know. I Yeah, I I, I don't know. Because at what point in Voight's career did he realize that he could do this? And right. yeah. And was it, was it a solo decision? Was it when he came to with a group? I think there's a lot more questions to ask around that. Right. And I don't, if I remember correctly, I don't think we've really gotten any more details about that. No. And furthermore, I mean, was that, I mean, because we know Voight's father was a cop. What was that like growing up? Did, you know, did Voight's well, it father wasn't, talk? What? It wasn't something that happened to his father that influenced him. And from the very beginning of Voight's career as a cop, he did yeah. these things. Like you asked, like, what was the moment? It was not a moment that happened to his career as, in Voight's personal career, it was something that happened while, you know, his dad. I think this is the first time that Aaron is hearing of any of this, for sure. But I think you got to ask a lot more questions to determine when it began for Voight. Well, and it's so interesting. So obviously, this say, I mean, I don't remember if they used a year specifically, but say this happened, like, what, 20 years ago, give or take? Yeah. So then... Camilla's still alive, right? Yes, because we we already right. have the time. The, yeah, That's the time on that. Yeah, so Camilla's still alive. It just, it always strikes me that a lot of this, and I mean, I remember obviously because we had, we kind of knew that it happened 
Boyd was not a great guy even a long time ago. It's just always, I always struck me that like, while Camille was still around, Voight was a way more decent human. And then it's like, obviously, you know, that's not the case because he was doing all these terrible things and then going home and being like a great husband, a great father and like, you know, having the perfect home life. So it's just like, you kind of think about it. It's like, oh, yeah, Voight became probably a nasty person after Camille died. No, he was this person for a long time. I think I, I'm I'm willing to bet anything that there were Voight was two people while Camille was alive. There was cop Voight. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 It's just kind of when you think about it, you're like, oh, no, it's probably after his wife died. No, it was not. Nope. Nope. All really interesting points. Yeah. Yeah. So at the very end, Voight meets up with Maurice. And as soon as Maurice hands over the money, the cops show up. And Stillwell also arrests Voight, which I don't I don't think was part of the plan. No, Voight's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And Stillwell like, just I did says, what you asked me to. I got Maurice. Like, what are you what yeah. Yeah. And so Stillwell just basically says you're finished. But I don't remember what the out like next week, I don't remember what the outcome of that was. <laughs> I mean, obviously Voight gets released and then like he's running the unit again, but like I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, there's a lot I don't remember. It also just, like, blows my mind, because obviously, when, now that we have Stillwell in the picture, we're going to ramp up towards the finale mm-hmm. and, like, Jin and all that stuff. And it, it just always baffles my mind that, like, we're eight episodes in, and I'm like, they so infrequently use Jin. I really thought that Jin was a way more prominent character in season one. Yeah. And he's, like, barely in it until towards the end. Every single episode, we're like, oh, Jin's here. Every single like, one. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm like, oh, yeah, he had some lines there. Great. Yeah. I totally forgot he was here. Yeah. Crazy. And these are also the days where we had multiple things going on in an episode and it wasn't just the case. Yeah. We have like three more storylines to talk about. I miss it. I miss it. I, I, I miss it, too. Take I really do. the next one, please. So next up, we have Aaron and Nadia. So it begins and Aaron shows up to this house where like everyone's passed out. Everyone's high as fuck. Like, I mean, you know, it's a typical drug house and Nadia included. And obviously Nadia had called Aaron to come get her because the first thing out of her mouth is you came. So Aaron takes her out for breakfast and Nadia says that she wants out. Which means, and Aaron's like, well, that means you've got to get clean. And so they're having a conversation. And Nadia agrees. She's very willing to do it. And she said, well, can you make sure I actually walk in this time? And, and Aaron's like, of course. So Aaron is trying to, you know, make sense of, like, the whole situation. Because she's still, I think, a little hesitant that, like, Nadia is actually going to do what she says she does and all of that. And so Aaron asks Voight how many cards he's given ever given out over the years. And he's like, nine. And she's like, well, how many have ever called you back and asked for help? And he says three. So, and we've already seen one of them. Yeah, I was going to say that with that number went up. Because another, yes. another one calls later. Right before Al dies. I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he gives Anna a card later on. So that's not included in the nine at that point. No, no. I'm I'm trying to remember back there. You remember the episode, like, 
it was it was when it was when they were basically soft launching will and um basically yes. like this the one with the sun and like the the sun's trying to like get out of it and then the sun ends up getting like basically they call will and will has to basically like do sutures in the dark it's a pd episode i can't remember if he yes is- yes 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 on a kitchen table did he give the mom a card Oh, I, I don't remember. I they yes, I think so. I think so too. I think so. But yeah, that's wow. That's a deep pool, Gina. That's a deep pool. Gina memory. But anyway, so Erin had invited Nadia to you know stay at her house because she basically tried to call you know a bunch of rehabs and they she's like two days before Nadia can get into one. So Aaron's like, you're going to come home with me. It'll be great. Whatever. And so Aaron goes home and is looking for Nadia and can't find her. And she calls Nadia and basically Nadia's like, I can't. I couldn't do it. And that's that. Think of the life Nadia could have had if she was still alive. Like, what would she be doing now? She'd be a cop. Um, Yeah, she'd be a cop. so wrong i know i know yeah god if she if they hadn't killed her i wonder if we'd still have the beat cops because like i wonder if she'd be on patrol and we would just like cover her from there i don't know that's a great question i mean probably not because i feel like they would have found a way to put her in intelligence because a doll and be like i that was more of a shift from like when the writers change i don't think that was like yeah. obviously that's not a we didn't have anyone else to be a beat cop thing that was like a writing thing mm-hmm. so yep yeah and then we've got jay just a couple little things here with jay so jay gets a call from jen who was tracking lonnie's credit card jay that's not nice. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. So he got a hit on his toy store downtown. So Jay basically follows him there. Jay. Yeah, I know. Can't do that. And then basically Jay just goes to see Jin at the end of shift. And he's like, hey, thanks for tracking the credit card. And Jin just says, you better be right about this or it's my ass too. Yep. Moral of the story just being, I think Jay basically thinks Lonnie's like getting ready to planning. You know, yeah 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 jj j oj but then the best part of the whole episode is the berzix oh the berzix i know the day that changed their lives forever oh the berzix all righty so first of all they're Alan Ruzik are walking into the district and like uh, this Al making fun of Ruzik's sunglasses is hysterical. Especially because the sunglasses become such a thing for him as the show goes on. Yes. Yes. I really did not remember how much banter there was between Alan Ruzik in the early days. And I it's become like one of my favorite things. Yeah, for sure. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, So Ruzik runs into some of his academy classmates on the way up to, you know, the bullpen and he's like making fun of them the fact that you know, not making fun but he's like rubbing you know at them the fact that like oh yeah they're he skipped over that step and blah 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 and so of course al overhears this and he's like you know what we're switching up things today 
Ruzik, I think it's time you learned, like, you know, what patrol life is like. <laughs> so, basically, Ruzik is with Burgess for shift, and Atwater comes upstairs. So, Platt decides to torture Ruzik, and therefore Burgess, today, and it sticks them on crossing guard duty. Oh my god, she sends them on so many errands. Yeah, and it's so cute, the whole crossing guard scene. Yeah. It's just iconic Burzik. You gotta put your hips into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like you said, then Platt decides to send them to go pick up lunch. And while they're on their way to pick up lunch, they catch a burglary in process. And they end up taking down a guy after it's a whole, you know, again, another great fight sequence. And they they end up taking down the guy. This is also the first appearance of the hand, like the hand move that Ruzik always does to like protect her. I didn't even notice it. The subconscious, like. Yeah, no, I know what the move is. I just didn't notice it in that particular scene. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Um, Love it first time, I'm telling you. They finally get back to the district with lunch and Platt's like, we already ate. And, but she does surprisingly compliment them, which is like, may as well be just like the best day of their lives, like getting a compliment from Platt. Um, yeah, it doesn't happen often. No. So, um, at the end of shift, Burgess stops Ruzik and, you know, basically it's like, I'm glad we got to partner up. Um, want to have a kid together in 10 years? (laughs) But actually, so and then, of course, Ruzik and Matwater have, like, a little chat in the locker room, too. Like, it's just the beginning of the Ruzwater friendship, the Verzix. Like, it's just, it's so good. Yep. So, everyone's at Molly's later, and they're all drinking, having fun, whatever. And Burgix walks in, and she's, like, all dressed up. Like, way overdressed for Molly's. <laughs> Molly's is not that. Molly's is not that. Well, maybe um, she's Ruzik, like from a date or something. Uh, maybe or maybe heading to a date but overdressed she looks great but like overdressed for molly's and but ruzik cannot take her his eyes off of her like at all it's like make it more obvious this is the moment please um but who's not there is atwater because he's at home with his brother and sister. This is the first Vanessa appearance. It is the first Vanessa appearance. Also, Atwater definitely says brothers. Yup. He definitely says brothers. Brothers plural. Yep. Yeah. What happened to the other brother? We don't know. It's like the Tootsie Pop commercial. The world may never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But actually, though. Yeah. I mean, I realize with, like, the continuity stuff like that, like, there's a lot going on and they can't, like, keep it all, you know, consistent. But also, like, the fans notice everything. But isn't that why you have a script coordinator? I think so. To keep all the details straight? Yeah, I thought that was their job. you could just consult the fandom at any given point. (laughs) Yeah. Just fire off a tweet. Shows really should have a fan consultant. They, oh my god, they, that's, they should, but it's also a very slippery slope. Oh, that would, yeah, it would not go over well in a lot of cases, but, like, some, there's a few times where you're like, dang, they really should have consulted the fans. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I I could just imagine like the ATX panel on that and like Krista Vernoff being there and being like, I hate it. I could see that. I could kind of see that. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see if that were to ever become a thing, ATX would be like right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an odd mix this week. It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Nothing earth shattering, but okay. You know what next week is though? So I know the PD episode is the one with Lexi when she's like the witness. Oh, I wasn't even talking about that one. What is next week? You know what next week's med episode is? I, I don't. The DNR. Oh no! Oh no! I, it is the DNR. I, I I didn't that I didn't realize that happened so early. Yeah, you covered this one once. I didn't do it. I think that was when my mom passed away. But like you did this one once, so we have outlined it already. But oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know you've done it. I just feel like it was later in the season. Nope. Oh, oh well. Yep. Yep. All right. So that's next week. And Vargas getting hurt and And Vargas Lexi and, witnessing yeah. a murder. Next week should be interesting. It's gonna be I think what the kids call it is lit. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's about all we've got for today. Um as usual, you know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, TikTok. I think that's everywhere. Uh, yeah, meet us at Molly's on all of them. Uh, email us anytime about anything. Seriously, guys, email us anytime. Like our inbox is open. It is a safe space. You can talk to us about anything. And if you don't want us to read it on the pod, just tell us. Yeah. That's it. We're pretty chill. So yeah, email us anytime about anything. If you like the pod, which we really hope you do, could you please leave us a rating and review on iTunes? That would be great. Um, yeah, so this week is Thanksgiving. This is a week we would usually take off, but we're here because busy and sickness. And germs. Germs. Because germs. Yeah. Because germs. Pretty much. If it doesn't get me, it gets you and then vice versa. And Oh, my God. It was. I'm lucky that it wasn't like... I really thought I was going to be out for like a couple days and it was not as bad as I thought. But like that first like 24 hours was. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. I always get sick when I come back from international travel and I was yeah. waiting for it this time and nothing. I got lucky. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But yes, because germs. Um, yeah. So normal schedule. You'll hear from us next week and so on and so forth. And yeah. In the meantime, if you're in the States, have a happy Thanksgiving. Everywhere else, take care, and we will see you next week. Bye.